This episode is sponsored by Exotic Roots Hydro, which I have to give a huge shout out to. They are a huge supporter of the podcast, and I'm really happy to be working with them. If you're ever in Rochester, New York, and you need to learn about any of your hydroponic needs, go to their shop. You can follow them at Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. Shout out their whole team. They have an amazing venue space. Uh, They're going to be putting on tons of events. Just make sure to follow Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. And if you're ever in Rochester, definitely stop by. Let's get back into it. Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to say that this episode is sponsored by North Carolina underground hip-hop titans, E the Mad Assassin, and Seven to Panther. They uh, recently joined forces with Polish producer Slide Beats to present their newest album, Carter and Newton, The Field Report, with a bonus track produced by Drug Beats. This album is drawing inspiration from the 97 classic debut, The War Report by Capone and Noriega. Uh, The West Coast transplants combine their respective aliases, Seven as Young Bunchy Carter and E as Graham Newton, to form their version of CNN to take the war report into the field. Carter and Newton, the field report, is currently available wherever you listen to music on all streaming platforms. Welcome to the episode. It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome to the podcast, Bucked Up. We're in Rochester. This is is the grand grand opening kind of exotic roots in Rochester. Man, I'm honored to be here and to be doing this. So am I, man. It's so so funny. People watching this are going to see the background and see the sign, and they're going to be like, where the fuck is he? But if they were outside right now, they would be like, oh, shit, this is something so completely different. If you could see what's happening, like beyond this wall, like. Or yesterday, like 3000 people in total. They'll see it. They'll see it. It was insane. And this is this was your first like weekend. Yesterday was just there aren't words for for yesterday. I'm a video editor. You know what I'm saying? I shoot video. So I shot the recap. You guys will see it online, man. Like you just have to see it. It's not, you're going to catch contact watching this shit, bro. <laughs> All right. So how we're in Rochester, we're at exotic roots. How did you get involved in all this? Because you're, you're a model, you're a videographer. You said you dabble in music, rap, like you, you're skateboard, skateboard. You said you hold a world. They were telling me you hold a world record for miles. Yeah. Miles skated in uh, miles 30 skated. Days. I was trying to think. Yeah. How 420 many- miles, 30 days. Damn. <laughs> Nike Garmin. What up? Wait, all right, all right. So, how did you how did you get involved in this? Because you said you were the last person. I was the last person. Um, big big bro Crook brought me in because he knew I was making a movie. I'm working on a feature film called The Art Cartel, and um, it's about a kid from the hood who ends up becoming one of the world's most famous illustrious art dealers. Because you don't see too many people that look like me that are art dealers. You know what I'm saying? And then. Also, just like this growing community in Rochester, there's all these talented artists who I believe are reincarnations of like Pablo, Van Gogh, Basquiat. Um, and their story is happening now. And as a videographer, as a filmmaker, I feel like it's important to, like if I could capture, if I could film Van Gogh's life when he was alive, 
I would I would have been that dude. Like if I if I was alive back then, I would have been the dude to die. You like capture it? Yeah, you like yeah. The it is stories. crazy or the amount of talent just in the two days that I've been in Rochester that I've been able to see. But the history in the city, you and Craig, you were explaining to me the history behind the city and how much is done here, and it's crazy. Yeah. Well, you're talking about art. Uh, the, what's the name of your movie that you're? It's called The Art Cartel. The Art Cartel. It's it's funny because I don't know if you go over to Buffalo. I've talked to so many Buffalo artists about like the collecting of art is such like a big thing now. It's like kind of become they're realizing, it. but it's kind of blending into the this world that it never was before. Yes. And that's what you're yes. fucking making your movie. Yeah. How long have people working it's on a, it? It's about a year. About a year. So it'll, it'll be out in about another year. You yeah. Know? Is this your first? It's my first feature length. You've family. done shorts and shit. I've done shorts. Um, I've edited hundreds of videos. This is the first feature length film that I want to like premiere in theater. I realize like, yo, the theater is my stage. You know, you like how you do stand up. Yeah. You're like people find their stage, you know? And I just like, I was like, dude, I can do so many different things, but what is my calling? And then I, I had a video play at this venue once and I was just like, this is it, yo. Like just the way people reacted to the footage. You guys can go and I'll come get you later. You don't have to stand around. Oh, I'll come get God. you guys. I felt bad. You guys were standing there. Do you want to give a shout out on camera? <laughs> Say what up. <laughs> he getting the supreme logos in there. <laughs> you will recognize these bodies. <laughs> you will recognize these bodies later in the podcast. But, don't make a so you've been do you've made movies before. This is your first like feature length, and you're doing the so you think that you think that's your calling is the yeah, video the, the filmmaking making making feature lengths but modeling films. is what kind of gotten you was that your first like well actually you know it's so crazy because it's like dude what else is there what else is it but what really got me like my feet planted in rochester i started a clothing company it was a skateboard brand called golden road and um the whole premise behind it was just like rochester's dope because back then, yo, people was like, Rochester was ass. And, and that's just a fact. It was like, this shit is whack, bro. Well, all the shit that we're experiencing now was unthought of. Yeah. You know, I was a thought in someone's head, but it was just this mustard seed. And like, you know, I just wanted to push for people to be like, yo, this, that's all I wanted to hear was Rochester is dope. Still to this day. Well, it, you know? it, like I've, I'm coming in yesterday or when I met Mark, I guess a month ago when he first, it was the first time I was ever in rochester the only thing i knew about this city was 38 special yeah and like and ito like yeah. honestly those are the only two rappers i listened to bangs is out of bangs shout out a great rapper like there's mm. but i didn't know much about it otherwise mm. and then i come here and it's like there's so much different type of talent too bro it's it's stupid it goes it's endless amounts of talent in rochester dude and it doesn't have to be just rap that's the thing is like going to Buffalo, a lot of people, everywhere that one there wants to be a rapper. So when I go there, they're like, there's so many other things that need to be done. Like you making a movie about the, uh, like that only helps everything else. Yeah, man. Because art, you know, it's like, it's, it's going to be like the most valuable form of currency. Like if you think about like a dollar, right? Like you think about like um, the Mona Lisa, the value of the Mona Lisa, that's what's fascinating to me about art. Like you can, 
you can be in a room with a, a piece that's worth $5.7 million and it looks like your son drew it with, a, with his left hand. For real. And it's like, why did, why is that piece $5.7 million? Well, usually it's the story behind the art that makes it valuable. And that's what we're seeing here in Rochester and Buffalo. We're seeing the story. We're, we're getting to like witness the supreme era of like, you know, all of these great artists yeah. on the rise from upstate New York. It's crazy. How did you get into this world? Like, how did you find your interest in art? Yeah, I went to school of the arts. I went to school for visual arts, man. Okay. So like I was always vis- like, not, were you ever a painter? Yeah, painter, you- like visual art, like illustrations. I yeah. wanted to be like a, you know, a storyboard artist, you know, which comes in handy while making a, a film. Yeah. Now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't think I'd be doing it like this. But yeah, man, the arts, it's just fascinating to me to see how like, I think it's the the economy will shift drastically when like the hood, the people realize like when they start, when you see a bunch of like, like there's a scene in my movie where it's called the ghetto renaissance, where there's an art auction happening in a bando, you know, and it's just like you never see black people bidding on art. You know, and the irony that comes in with that, because like the auctions, I ask myself that, like, that probably freaked people out. You know what I'm saying? It's just like such powerful imagery, you know? So I'm, I'm really trying to tie, tie in the arts with, with the culture, you know? Did you, when did the idea for the movie come around? About three years ago, because as a cameraman, right? Like I'm the cameraman, dude. Like a lot of people probably watching this shit, like, yo, he shot my video. You know, and if they if I didn't shoot your video, I probably will shoot your video. And it's like, yo, people address you as like when you coming up, they're like cameraman, like, yo, yo, cameraman, come here. It's like, yo, you don't even have a name. And actually, this, the scene in Godfather, you ever seen the first Godfather? Yeah. You know, the scene in the beginning where um I think is his name, Sonny, the knucklehead. Yeah. He like takes the um, camera out of photographer's hand and he throws it on the ground. And then he just throws money and says, hey, get you a new one. You know, and as a as an artist, I feel like a lot of creators kind of feel that way. You kind of get bullied in the game if you don't got thick skin, you know, and that's that was what inspired me to make this film was like all of the the hardships I've had with trying to communicate and tell people my value as an artist and just feeling like, yo, I'm being treated like like my my art isn't getting. Is um, that a Rochester? Do you feel like because the city does have a rich history, but it's not known outside of that? Do you feel that cup being like talented in the city? Yeah, bro. For a minute, I felt that. And that, that's why what's happening now is a fucking miracle. A renaissance? You know? Yeah, it's a renaissance because we. When can, did you realize the shift? I saw the shift was coming in 2011. Like, I was like, the flagship, like, that's why I was, started my brand. It was like to be at the flagship of like the, I was preaching positivity about in Rochester in collaboration yeah. long before it was really happening with people my age. You know what I'm saying? Because it's How old different. Are you? 28. Okay. And that, that was through skating at first. Because you said your brand was skating. <coughs> yeah, man. Because skateboarding, just like weed, <coughs> it brings everybody together, you know? Yeah. There really ain't no racism in skateboarding. If you got a gnarly heel flip, you got a gnarly heel flip, bro. That's just that, you know? Yeah, what's that? Um, it's like it's like comedy. It's like, if you're good, you're good. That's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter who Who's you are. Who's your favorite are. comedian? Ever? 
It's so funny because this is Crook's favorite comedian, but Doug Stanhope is probably. Word, I never listened to his like, material. Ari Shafir is one I really like a lot. Like, I grew up listening to Dave Chappelle with my dad. Of like, um, I really like Joe Rogan as a stand-up. What like, about Bill Burr? I love Bill. I he's, love he's, Bill Burr. I skipped my senior prom to go meet Bill Burr. Ah, you met Bill Burr? Yeah, I have a signed poster in my room, but I skipped my senior prom in high school for that. Wow. Yeah, bro. <laughs> that is classic, dude. I had to. Dude, he's my favorite. Yo, that's classic. Bill Burr is like my favorite comedian right now. That's what's crazy about coming here is like Mark put together, like he just brought together a bunch of people would have not no like, like have any reason to be together. But it's like, well, you, yeah, yeah. You said yesterday the X Men. Yeah, yeah. That, that yo, shit is yo, true. The X Men is was in upstate New York, man. The actual X Men, you know. Yeah. Like Mark to me, Mark is like Professor X, and I, I like I've always considered myself to be Professor X, like always, like the un the unit, like the conduit. But Mark's just a much better conduit. Like, I love working with Mark because he's just got that fire, that that flame, yeah. you know? Like, he's a great leader, bro. Are Shout you, out to Mark, man. Are you, you said you thought you were, were you like, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'll speak for myself in this. I always thought I was like a me versus the world type shit until I found a team. <laughs> And yeah. then you realize, oh, a team is really every business. There's a team. Everything isn't created. Like, even if yeah. you're a creative, the what you need a team. You, you need, need a team. Like, I've been working. I think I've got some some awesome collaborations done in Rochester, which it was a miracle for the time being. Like, seriously, like to see people coming together, like two clothing lines, bringing my clothing line with with Halos, another yeah. local brand, was like. Yo, we can do that shit. Because like, people whoa. think there's only so many. There's a finite that's number. That of scarcity British. mind state, you know. That's not what it is. Exactly. So, so like I think like right before I met Mark, it was so crazy because I had, I was working on my script day in day out, and I still am working on my script day in day out and shooting, mm -hmm. scrapping a lot of shit and learning as I go. But like, I had written, I written the shit in my script, like I wrote it. And now I'm experiencing it in real life. Like yeah. the power of the pen is wicked, dude. Being able to not create it. Like it was creating itself as I was writing it. But I bet that is stressful because as I said earlier, before we started, I studied film and you realize how it's not just like you set a scene up and you film it. And that's there's so much behind it. And finding the right people for that shit. Like Shave my collar like this right now. <laughs> then I do a take, you know, I do it. And then I'm like, forget that I my collar's like not like this. And I'm like in edit, I'm like in my editing program, like, dude, such amateur mistakes. Are you acting? Are you the star of the I am, yeah. I'm one of the stars in the film. Yeah. Have you ever do you have you ever acted before? I have, but never in never in a film like this, like never a lead role. Um, and that comes with a lot of humility too. You know, just thinking like, yo, dude, you're a, you're a renaissance man, bro. Acting is probably the most difficult thing that I've ever tried to dabble in. Like, it was like, nah, you can't just come up in this joint and uh, do it. You know, you got to really read and rehearse. Yeah. And creating emotions out of nowhere is fucking tough. Like, I studied acting. Like, mm -hmm. I, I studied theater in college. Like, that was, I've done, and it's so fucking 
hard. It's funny. You know how like things in your past life help you and you don't even realize that shit absolutely helps you but you're like absolutely what the, if i never did that i would never be here but i didn't even want it like, especially with comedy but that's like, how i feel acting i'm not an act like that but it gave it helped me so much just being on stage not being nervous in front of an audience doing even though like i never thought those two would be like yeah yeah, out, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah yeah like you creating a brand escape doing all that probably helped you learn like a business sense for all this shit now like when you had to go professional and modeling or creating a movie like you knew all right this is how you create like a brand around it yes the branding like that's another that's that's what i do here at exotic roots you know i feel like i'm all You're the branding brand- guy yeah branding branding i love it I love it. Subconscious branding. So how did you get in? How did you meet up with these guys? So exotic roots. Shout out exotic. Shout out to exotic roots. Yeah. Crook was like, yo, when I get something big going, I'm going to bring you in. And, you know, I had done some like real organic takes, no script, just shooting an art cartel movie. And Crook sees my vision completely. You know, I mean, he's he is art in Rochester, period. And it's like I felt humbled to even work with him. But he says like, yo, I got something for you. Like when I get something, I'm going to like bring you in. And then sure, sure enough, like he was texting me for like a week, maybe two. And I was so focused in my script. I was literally like Trumbo. You ever seen that movie Trumbo? No. Dude, it's about like the Hollywood 10. All right. And how they got booted from Hollywood for being communists or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This dude was just writing scripts under an alias name, like three scripts a day wouldn't fucking smoke it chain smoking and writing right in the tub and that's how it was i became so obsessed with all of these alter alternative worlds and then the whole time this shit's like being built and i was like in my mind i'm writing this script i'm like where's the center you know for a mm-hmm. film like if you watch that 70s show you know you know you got the yeah basement. they have that yeah the you got the basement base. you got yeah. the living room so i'm like where are my sets and then finally, one day, I, dude, I was like at rock bottom at my lowest, maybe two, two uh, TMI. But I was just like down and out. And I was like, I'm going to crook hit me up. I was like, yo, you got to come through. And I skated here, bro. And I, I saw it. He and, hit you up when you were at your lowest. Uh, like, mm-hmm. yeah, bro. Do you believe in that? Like the omens and the fucking <laughs> like shit happens for a reason or do you? Yeah, I do. I do. And the story is incredible, man. The whole Rochester story, how it's coming together. And then where are you from? Massachusetts. From Matt, from Boston. Outside oh, of Boston. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with you. It's no, it's, I, it is weird how it's like. <laughs> All of them. I just started watching. This is going to sound so weird for people listening. I, if you understand, great. If you don't. I just started watching movies again for a long time because there was a time in my life where like shit was happening and shit is happening where it's like, this is crazier than any movie. And I like almost was like, had to disavow them. Like I had to just live life. But now I'm like, Oh shit. I have kind of control over the crazy like path that life takes. And I need to, learn more from like the emotions of movies or tv shows like i can handle other worlds now for the past i was 
just in control of my own. I, I could only handle my own world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard. like movies do take an emotional toll on you. TV shows. Yeah. You absolutely. know, when you finish a long ass series yeah. and you have that like hole in your heart, it's like yeah. you got broken up with yeah. almost. You're like, how am I, what Relationship the fuck am I going to do with that shit? I'm still wondering what they're doing with Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Is that your show? That's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right do you have a movie that inspired you more than anything um or a movie that inspires you or a director team, i would say team ice cream volume one that's a pharrell pharrell williams team ice cream it was a skateboarding shoe see i i, I don't it's a movie it's a skate video i knew you're gonna name something i never heard of it's the fly skate video ever yeah it's like these dudes are just like doing like gnarly ass tricks and bathing apes and shit <laughs> and in ice cream, you know, but that, that is Pharrell. You're like, Pharrell was my first inspiration, like culturally, like huge yeah. rapper music, hip hop inspiration, you know, cause before that it was all quarterbacks, Peyton Manning and Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> who's your, who's your Mount Rushmore of inspiration now? <sighs> Prince. Prince? Yeah. yeah. I see it. I see it with those glasses. Yeah. And the velvet jacket. <laughs> I think Prince would be proud. He'll probably have something. He'll look at my outfit, one thing, and be like, okay, yeah, but that. Yeah. But um you do have the you would do like you the, the modeling, probably that's why mm-hmm. I would see you have mm-hmm. like a unique it's like you, you know, your style is yours. Thank you. Thank you. And I think it I think that works well with like being on this team and Cause I've always been so independent. Like you were saying, like yeah. you can't do everything alone and to have like a whole squad and just be like, what is it? It's not Optimus prime it's Voltron. Right. Oh, um, where they all come together, yeah. come together. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, what is, is the trans mighty morphin? Pa- yeah. The power, power the power Rangers. Yeah, it's the power yeah, Rangers. The power Rangers. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly what it's together. like. Yeah. It's Damn. nuts. And it was all crook. Crook is the next person that's going to come in here and talk. But his shit is, I had no idea his like history in the city either. Yeah, crook, like, yeah man, I don't want to spoil it, but Crook got the keys to the city. You know, yeah, Crook is the mayor. Insane. Crook is the mayor. How man. did you meet him? <sighs> Bro, ask him that. I don't even remember. <laughs> Is this is all real? Is this any of this real? <laughs> yeah. You know, you it is wild how like there's certain people you just don't even remember how you met them. Maybe they're like, um, you know, projections. I'm I joking. always feel like, I don't know, maybe it's people that I like the past life thing. Yeah. It's like maybe I did know people in the past. You know, you hear that and you're like, oh, that might be dumb, but also like, well, that's that's what's so dope about Rochester, bro. Like history repeats itself. Like, yo, photography. There would be no photographs if it wasn't for like this, like we're like a hundred yards away from the George Eastman house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can you give me, cause or can you give me like a quick history of like Absolutely. all the shit in Rochester that Absolutely. happened? Yeah, no doubt. So you got Frederick Douglass, right? Like the flyest dude ever, the North star who published his, his paper up here called the North star. Um, you got Susan B. Anthony women's rights. So that's the abolitionist movement women's rights and you got Kodak film, right? So that's pictures, bro. That's like recorded history. That's like, yo, bro, I'm going to take a picture of you 
and you're like, what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> like, you imagine, like, not even being able to fathom a photograph, you know? Yeah. So it's like, Rochester was, the personalized computer was Xerox, Steve Jobs. You can look that up right now. Um, mustard. <laughs> I love, I don't use ketchup, bro. Mustard only. Mustard only on these bitches. The boss, us, you know? <laughs> Um, but and our water flows north, like um, the Nile, you know, and, and slaves would escape. You know, you learn the song, follow the drinking gourd. You know, you got to follow the Underground Railroad to get to the North Star. We are underneath the North Star right now. You know, and they would build a pyramid right here. You know, if it was Giza, I honestly think Rochester is like the capital of Babylon on the West. And the, the amount of innovation that goes down here, like the and CIA, you know, what up? It's all chill, but like I'm, it's amazing to me how there's no film about the man who made film. There's no movie about Frederick Douglass. There's no movie about Susan B. Anthony women's rights when there are all these movements going on with the founders and the originator of these movements. What do you think? Highlighted. Why do you think Rochester gets forgotten about? I think it's because like we can't be on the map. We too forward thinking. Like I think it's a place that's best kept secret for certain reasons. You know. That's so weird that that's you my say theory. that. Not to, not to, but like, not for nothing, but 38 Spash really did kind of start like the Griselda wave. Like, yeah, bro. That's, I mean, recent. he put Benny on and like they fucking, with 38 Special really doesn't get his dues. And this is what's so world. dope about 38 Special is like a lot of people make it from here and then they're just like, you see him on an interview and they're like, where are you from? And they're like, eh, you know, I'm from upstate. You know what I'm saying? So no, it's like, because it. a city, a city is the people that come out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. you go to the six, you thinking Drake, you go to Louisville, you thinking Muhammad Ali ran up these same, it's the history, the people that come out of it. Yeah. So it, it broke my heart to see how many people wasn't really repping the rock. I, I take that very seriously. Like, yo. You do. You take this serious. Like you take yeah. the love of Rochester, not yeah. just on camera, but like all like this, you take it serious. It's real, real, bro. It's real. And I'm so proud of I'm so proud of the city. And thank you for coming here. You know what I'm saying? And putting no, us on. real, bro. Like for real. This is I beautiful. love this. This is I love coming to a new city like this and being like, oh, shit, this is a place that I want to come back. And I feel like like at home, like exotic roots, Mark, all y'all like you make me feel like I'm at home when I'm here. And it's like, damn, that's really important. Yeah, for you're real. part of the team, man. For real. You that's know? that's awesome. It's such a cool experience. And it's wild. Like, it's wild. I had no idea about any of this it's shit. So like, the real. history about the city. It's cool learning that shit. And it's people listening. I hope they, because it's funny. I've had Rochester artists on the podcast before, mm-hmm. and I, I still didn't know. Like, I had to come to the city to experience it. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't know how. Like during quarantine, a lot happened, but a lot of it is through Zoom and Zoom is good, but it's so different when you come and just like experience this place. Yeah. Like this might not look like a ton on camera, oh, but this lot. is about to be. It's a lot. And it's this very room right that. here is about to be eat like this is about to be Ito's yeah. studio, yeah. Like his home court. This is. People, people listening know who that is. Yeah. Like this is where he, this is about to turn into a state of the art studio, 
And it's an honor to record this podcast here. Like it is the process is, you know, that's when you find peace when you realize the process is the the prettiest, it's the best thing. You for know? real. The process of it, you know, we're for sitting real. in the process and and then once it's blast off, it's gone. Like once we're on, we're on. Yeah. Like Rochester is coming through. Like it Hollywood is gonna move here. I wanted to say that on record too. I really wanted to say that on record. You know? Yeah. In the next five years, I, every time I put a time on something, it never comes true in that amount of time. So I ain't that, I ain't that nice with it. You know what I'm saying? Let's not get on the Nostradamus. I but I will say that pretty much everybody who's famous in Hollywood will be from Rochester at some point in time. Really soon. Or from upstate, you know. Upstate, it's coming up. And I, shout out like, to Buffalo. Shout out to Syracuse, man. It's, we're promoting well. each other now. What? It's not that famine mentality anymore. Abundance, bro. And Abund- there's abundance in everything, mm-hmm. bro. Everything. Like money keeps getting printed. Mm-hmm. Like there's <laughs> yo, on that note, bro. I gotta go. Um, All right, yeah. Let's I'll stop this. We're gonna piece. yeah, of course not. Yeah. We're gonna bring crooks on next. Yeah, the boy Crook at Don't Make a Mess. All right. Peace, bro. Peace. (laughs) Podcast. Ghost Ghost Radio Voice. (laughs) Yeah, you can do your ghost radio voice. It's uh we I just finished talking to Johnny and he was saying he asked me to ask you how you guys met because he couldn't remember. Oh, Jesus, man. I think that's just kind of one of those familiar faces you always see in passing kind of. A, I don't know. It's like I think the art scene and music scene around here is a lot like if you just threw bird seed on a corner and it just <laughs> gathers in certain spots, you know? Yeah. And eventually it just becomes uh, familiar faces. The art scene, I didn't realize. I was just talking about this, how big it was. And shit. And he was, you mentioned this last night, and then he mentioned it. And I just want to talk. So you, for your graffiti collective, got the keys to the city of Rochester for your uh, graffiti? Yeah, uh, for our crew, yeah. There's, um, there is uh, an event at the uh, Memorial Art Gallery. Uh, we have a little proclamation. June 13th is our little holiday. Oh, wow. Yeah. How'd that come? Was it just because you said you've been doing it for so long? You gave me a date last night of when you started, how long, the year you started. Oh, jeez. Graffiti. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, graffiti. I, is that your main, is that how your main um, pursuit? For, performing art? It's my favorite. I mean, I think it's it's there's a lot of territory to explore in it because it's new. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've always been a fan of art, like since I was a kid. Artists like MC Escher, Brian Frond, who did a lot of the um, character design for movies like Dark Crystal. But his artwork is incredible. Yeah, it's got all these hidden little images. It used to blow my mind, that stuff. But I could say around 84, 85, or I'd probably say 85, 86, I started seeing like really big colorful stuff under uh genesee park boulevard uh and it was these two guys named change and pose change and pose oh yeah that changed my life my dad used to go to the park when i was a kid and that's when i used to say that 
blew my mind. So I can like after that, I'm like, what is that? I got to figure this out. <laughs> Scribbling all kinds of dumb letters. Yeah. You said also that like you started off doing it on buildings and stuff like that. And then you moved to doing it. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a period definitely where you just mark everything. That little thing, you put your name on it. But, you know, I, you don't have a notebook that doesn't have your name scribbled in it a million yeah. times. You room phone books, desks, you know, like, <laughs> just not a point in time. You're not getting yelled at by, ah, why, why are you scribbling on everything, you know? But that's a hard pursuit. And there's probably not like a clear path of like life based around it. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, that's definitely there's no clear path. In that. <laughs> That's why I I feel like I'm next to the trail, but I'm like, I don't use this machete, kind of clear the brush, you know, figure it out. I might be a cliff, might be an oasis. I don't like you know. But you got respected by the reason I bring that up in the beginning, not is to just like blow smoke up your ass, but like you also get respected by the city that you are in, even though you feel like you're close to the cliff, not on the path. No, uh, I mean, I don't know. When you really love your city, sometimes it like shows you weird ways that it loves you back. I guess. Yeah. You know. Did you have you always stayed in the city? Yeah. Um, my you mom, also made the sign for us. Yeah, that busted little tag. Right? <laughs> no, my mom immigrated to this country back in the '60s and uh, moved right there in Genesee and Maine. And pretty much, I grew up in Tenth Ward, which is at, from Ireland. From Ireland, yeah. And then. Um, uh, yeah, and then uh, I grew up right by Tenth uh, Ward, so Dewey Driving Park, Maplewood area, right there at uh, Lower Falls, Genesee mm-hmm. River. What nice. do you think about Rochester? Makes it so special because everyone here does have a certain love for it. I think it's just like it's kind of revolutionary history of all the kind of birth of like technologies and uh, history of like you know movements of people like susan b anthony had like cast the first vote right there at canal street in maine yeah you know <laughs> and I, I used to live in an apartment right down there and i just walked by it every day i'm like so this is where it happened interesting you know you walk down the river path and you realize it's like all iroquois nation you know which is where we got like the things like a constitution based on their constitution which is an, an interesting formation you know yeah so i'm fascinated by that um that river that flows north, that's kind of weird. Uh, George Eastman and Bertha Kodak, film industry, Baal Shalom, lens industry. Why did your mom, you know, what a, emigrate here? Uh, that's a good question. I have no idea because she wanted her kids to shovel. That's all I can possibly think of. You never thought about that? Like what made you end up here? Right. I look at her the same reason. Like, you really like the cold. You can't be near the sun. Nowhere near, nowhere near the equator. <laughs> it's cold for nine months here. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I th- I came up the, to Buffalo for the first time in the middle of winter. And I was like, God damn, I'm from Massachusetts. And it's still not this fucking cold oh, You're near the lakes and shit. Yeah. I've. Great Lakes. Yep. It's an interesting environment. I love it, though. So you got into it young, seeing those. Your dad took you. Did your dad, like, take you to see the pieces or did you just see it while you were with him? Well, no. Like, I did mean, he have a respect for the art, too? 
I don't know. I think, I mean, no problem. I think, I mean, it was just going to the park, you know, being around like a nice area. So, so I, he wasn't taking you there to see their art. No, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. I think probably he might have had a different opinion of graffiti um, when I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean, I don't know. I never really asked him about that. He was he, he's a pretty interesting artist. He's he was a good artist when I was growing up. But I mean, he worked at the post office. Did he and you connect on that or did you was it kind of separate? Oh, no, man. We, we'd spend hours and he would show me about lighting and shading and proportion ever since I was a little kid, you know, like. Um, like even drawing a tree, like, all right, draw the sun in the sky. Okay, so there's the sun, and now the shadow goes this way, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, he he did a lot of like pen and ink perspective drawings, and I really like it, you know? What about graffiti stuck to you? Oh, just colorful. I guess I like its colors and shapes and just... There's, there's something eye-catching about it when it's done right, and then... When like you see the letter structure that's in things and its style, you know, it still has the anatomy of a letter. It's not outside its boundary. And I don't know. I th- I feel like there's there there's a lot of like primitive kind of arts mixed into it. And now it's I, I damn, that's a tough question because I, I can't really explain what it is. It's still kind of forming, you know. Do you like the public aspect of it? It's interesting now. You know, it, I guess it was must have been interesting in the 80s when you know, create style wars and, uh, you know, beat streets and all that shit. Um, it's interesting to see what it grew into it really is. I mean, it's it's gone through decades since, since its creation and it keeps popping out these incredible artists that start pushing boundaries. And when did it start? I mean, there's there's debatable dates. You know what I mean? I would like to say the. It's it goes in between San Francisco, New York, and Philadelphia at the same time in the seventies. You know, mid mid seventies, some stuff started breaking out. You know, yeah. And from there, by the time it hit like the eighties, it started really blowing up. It was along, along with like the the actual hip hop culture. You know, into which you're like. That it, I was going through your Instagram Ugh. earlier, and you, uh, and you do have a lot of like hip hop inspired pieces. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I was looking. You were showing me the Biggie one with the spray cans. That was by request. My friend, my friend wanted me to do. Yeah, the but so. I, f- I feel like you had a couple others on your. Maybe not, but I just feel like the we were talking uh, earlier about the the hip-hop in the city that like kind of birthed the the push that's happening now with like 38 special being like the first one yeah all those absolutely and we're in i would say it doesn't look like much now but we're about to be in an amazing rap studio is going to be in this room oh absolutely well i that that started with the graffiti thing with myself and breakdancing. There is a guy named uh, for my crew named Zone who pretty much raised me as a young man, <laughs> like yeah. shortly underneath him, especially where we were a group of artists back then. And he's cousins with Ito and Zone Zone is a he's a jack of all trades. I will say that he's an incredible rapper. He's an incredible artist, you know, 
He's also an incredible dad. I, he's super dad in my eyes, you know. Like, I, yeah. yeah, so yeah, and Ito, obviously. Yeah. You know, it's it's good family. So yeah, that that graffiti thing brought a lot of the other hip hop guys, Hassan Mackey, you know, who's another one of my favorites out there, period. You know what I mean? He's from Rochester. From Rochester, but his 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 brain is another you know, 12 cylinder vehicle. I just don't understand, but he's the, what, what the world created for that person to be what he is. It's insane. You know, how did you get linked up with the, the exotic roots? Mark. The I, crew. I actually met Mark through Ito. We were, I was over there with Dexter. Cause you know, we just love geeking around about music. Yeah. Dexter's up next. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dexter. And that's that's one of my that's my brother right there. He's a, <laughs> we we've been like inseparable for the last few years, just putting this kind of shit together. So he's a big part of it. Yeah. So, so. He, Ito, how long ago was that that he introduced you guys together? I don't know. And it might have been about two. Oh shit! It was before I broke my leg, so it might have been twenty nineteen. Oh, so you guys didn't know each other before all that. Mark is like it's interesting. He's known plenty of my friends throughout the scenes, like nineties. He yeah. he's like interwoven through that whole period. Yeah, but you guys never. And you did you know Dexter before? Oh no, I, I Dexter and I have been playing music together for oh god, man, I don't even want to count the years. I don't don't make me do it. <laughs> How long? It's, it's a long time, but not not like since I was like a teenager. There's plenty of artists in this building that I'm working with since I was you know nineties and shit. Yeah. So. Does he, do you consider you the breaking your leg like a point in your life? I've done it before. That was, I guess it's like time to sit down and reflect. It's like, all right, now make a real plan. And you're like, man. But you talk about it like pre-leg break and post-leg break. Is that like... Well, I mean, it took took a good chunk of time out of it. Like, it's still taking time. I'm still not done healing. How What happened? <laughs> uh... I was waking up Dexter <laughs> and um, it's a, it's a radio fracture. So I tripped over my foot and the way that that worked is as soon as you're falling with somebody and it, we were, I hadn't even fallen to the ground yet. And it just, I heard it snap. I'm like, oh, fucking six months. It's going to be six months. I just sat down like six months. Fuck. <laughs> I did. I did this when I was a kid and it was that, that's what it was. Six months in a wheelchair. When you were a kid? Yeah, yeah, when I was 12. Shit. Did you know you were going to get out of it? It was just like you had to be in a wheelchair. Like, no, it wasn't crutches. It wasn't. Well, it, I had a surgery on it, so my leg had to heal oh, like this. Okay. This one, since it's a metal rod and they cut through your quadriceps and stuff like that. At 12, want... they put a metal rod? Oh, no, no, no. Metal rod's brand new. Oh, okay. Reinforced. I was like, God damn. Yeah. It's an interesting adjustment. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but you can't move the same at all. Like I'm getting it back. I, I like, I don't feel like it's going to be that restricted that long, but it takes a while. Like, cause when you can't bend your leg for a while, all the muscles kind of just atrophy. So you have to slowly bring it back and all these muscles like take forever to heal. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get brought in to do? Cause everyone listening looks at this and they're like, they don't understand when you walk outside of this room is an insane warehouse that I can only describe as like 
a fantasy factory style <laughs> room that you have graffitied along with uh, my along friend with- Alan um, uh, and my friend Aaron and Willistrator, who's a big help on that. I mean, I've been painting with Will for a couple of years now, and we've been really working with each other on like we can understand each other's language, you know, yeah, like we're gonna. So. But you got you guys have painted that. How did that all? It's still a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how did it come about? Uh, I mean, that, a lot of that has to do with Mark. Um, you know, Mark comes up with some idea. He's like Walt Disney around here, but you know, a little bit more like bulldogish with the Walt Disney. <laughs> but he, he's got a clever mind, and we all kind of build and work off of it and figure out an idea, look at it, shoot it down, or whatever. But Lately, it's been, um, well, since the last time you've seen it, <laughs> a lot of this stuff happened in the last two weeks, too. So, yeah. So there's like rearrangements, like you t- a lot of work. I mean, like I said, I I see my apartment like once every two, three days, and it's just like the shower and it's like big laundry basket. <laughs> do you have a finished product in mind or do you just let it go? Oh, yeah, there's definitely a finished product in mind. Um artistically like well, no, when you, not, i mean there's not like when, a lot of like background plan we kind of see it at, like coming together you know the, yeah i i just mean when you walk into the space do you have an image of what you think the end product would be artistically or do you just walk in and you're like whatever we create we create i mean you definitely see the same idea in your head over and over again as you approach the space because it just becomes shapes you know like i look at the way that giant roof is shaped up there with all these like raw pieces of panel and i'm like that'd be a cool like stained glass church window and then accidentally painted those like stained glass windows out there that made like a, i feel like during the daytime it makes a cool like backdrop I'm like, it looks oh, awesome yeah i want to play with that more though you know like that, that's like i think i could figure more shit out about that <laughs> had you ever had you ever done like i know it's not done stained, but had you ever done that before like gone into a space like this this big space and like created all around all over the space yeah similarly uh dexter and i did a project that took along with like well he, he came and helped on it was huge it was pretty much a little bit bigger than the whole inside of this place same height walls but top to bottom all the way around over on uh east avenue here and that was a it was a big project <laughs> do you have like visions for what you want to do in art in the future like for yourself creatively or do you just kind of go with the flow there's there's some certain ideas that linger from for a long time and um i think um eventually it takes shape and form but sometimes you gotta the way it sounds in your head just as a an idea you know and you can visualize it like it's already done you can see it like in its form and like achieving all the little steps in between is kind of the process that's where your mind's on more than the finished product like you'll see it at the end because i like something like this it comes to you and it probably then takes over a large chunk of like your creative energy. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it just kind of happens naturally. It's not like a planned out thing. Well, it's sh- it definitely shifts gears because I was trying to do one thing and then all of a sudden you get pulled to another thing and you have to work on that. What was your path? But what were you doing before this? Um, I mean, I, I was still in the pursuit of the same same thing. 
But played. did you have like a like were you working on one thing before? Well, the same thing, but I wasn't expecting this outcome. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just I think my plan was like, uh, how comfortable are you sleeping at couches? Well, you could do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't need much more than that, do you? So, you I don't like know. the grind more than the comfort? I do. I really do. It's it's nice to have to be able to put your full attention into something and uh, kind of see what it turns into. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to be blessed with some of the most incredible friends that are, you know, I would say inspirational to me. Like all, every single one of my friends are all just incredible, hardworking, talented people. And it's, it's, it's inspiring. You know what I mean? So like that kind of energy, especially the way those guys work together. So it's, it's a lot of like inspiration between everybody, you know, it pushes everybody a little bit harder and you can all then grow separately. Cause sure. Oh, we're t- it's like the, like everyone has their own thing. It's not like everyone has their own thing that they bring to the table. At least when I walk in and I hear like what you all do, it's cool that, you fill so many different roles that then create one larger piece. It's I like that's that's interesting you say that because I, I was kind of I was always curious to see what would happen if somebody took a chance on something like this. And Mark definitely did. Mm-hmm. You know, he came in with the uh, hey, I got an idea on my steps just as I was moving out of my last studio. I was just like, eh. I had some options to move to these other studios. I didn't pick up on it. Just working too much. And he approached me a week later here. I like I was right in here and I haven't left since I think I have one or two days. I was away from here, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And now it's, it's actually, it hasn't even like officially gone through its opening to like understand what it's going to be yet. But I'm curious, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Are you, <laughs> Wow, like that is crazy. It's it, yeah, like this room we're unfinished. The store hasn't opened yet. Like it hasn't even gone, but there's still so much stuff that's already happened. Well, yeah, true. And I think now that we know, it doesn't matter what kind of place it needs to be. It can be anywhere. Just kind of like like your podcast. It's a matter. It's a matter of the ingredients involved. Like the know? people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I and I really can't speak uh bad about anybody on that team i mean everybody really just spends all their time working on something coming up with ideas and i don't know i'm glad to see this kind of force taking shape you know yeah and you not wanting to leave and like staying it it shows like just that you're in the the creative flow that you just you don't want to leave you just want to keep doing keep creating yeah, and it kind because of, I mean that's what I'm saying. You're you're visualizing it, and all of a sudden, bam! It starts taking shape and happening rapidly too. Yes, yeah. you want to keep up with that. So, man, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. I mean, I know we're about to go out and do this, where <laughs> this is a a part of a larger thing, and I know you usually stay behind the scenes. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we unless I'm on stage with Dexter, that's where it's fun. Yeah, you yeah. played. We we didn't even talk about you play drums too. Oh, it's uh, it's my lifelong passion, sir. 
<laughs> That's your lifelong passion. Absolutely. I've been playing since I was a Love more than graffiti. It's it's hand hand in hand, man. You can't take one away from the other. But I've been playing drums longer than graffiti. And it's funny because a lot of fucking drummers that I meet all do graffiti or I've meet them doing graffiti and like, yeah, I play drums. You play drums. Oh, shit. You know, <laughs> my, my buddy Demon was the same way. Biles, all these other. I'm like, yeah, everybody's a fucking drummer. They're all good, too, surprisingly. So, I'm yeah. Like, and that made me start. But thinking. drums is your that's your. Yeah. Are you playing tonight? No, I'm not. I'm not playing tonight. I, I played last night for like three hours when I got here by myself and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to be the first drum set on that stage. Just just put that in back. Man. <laughs> Do you, did they you said they go hand in hand did they because you say you don't leave this space does that take away from you musically um no because my my music is here i mean i practice with dexter here i mean you know when we work we work we all just like we'll all camp out well I'll get back up right back into motion again i mean i do get a chance to go home and sleep and finally like you know Get some peace and quiet. Yeah. Unwind. Yeah. 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 But that I just sometimes I'm like, I don't even just get up and drive in the morning. And my house isn't even that far. It's like, that's not lazy. <laughs> no, but you just want to be able to get into it. Get as right into as possible. it. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to leave off on an idea. That shit is cooking in your head, you know? Yeah. I'm so bad. I don't know. I'm like, do you feel like you're a procrastinator? Or no? You got to give me a while to answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) There there is a war between certain procrastination. It's like, I I don't know what is procrastination versus what is um, like just, ah, maybe it wasn't that good. I have an idea. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I mean, I can't tell you how many times you start something and you just stop finishing because you're like, you know what? I'm just wasting my time. I'm not going to be happy with it at the end. Yeah, I, I'm the type of person that's like, oh, if it's good, I'll get to it. But you're like, no, I want to sleep in here so I can get to it as soon as possible. Right. <laughs> no, nah, but I mean, in the process, it's like if it was like if I was like knitting sweaters or something, I'd have like two hoodies made for you and probably like the AIDS quilt unfinished in the corner. <laughs> like it's terrible sometimes, man. It's, uh, I, I mean, it, that's the, the war of art, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like you have too many ideas, like just going through your head? Yeah. That you can't like focus in on. I feel like, yeah, that's, that's always been the comparison I go to is it really is trying to like, jam a basketball through a keyhole at times. I think that, I mean, I grew up apparently diagnosed suffering with ADD and he, I believe him, but it when like how fast does shit get boring? You know? Yeah. That's, that's my real question. Yeah. And there's so much shit that you can just like, mm-hmm. it gets boring and there's always something else. To... Sure. I mean, that's I like... why I actually do have <laughs> Huh? I feel like I definitely have it too. I was just pointing at the camera. Oh, right. <laughs> you looked like there was actually someone. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Dude, uh, you know what's going on on the other side. That's of what well. I mean. This podcast, people are going to be like, what the fuck? But they don't realize that it's been two days of nonstop marijuana use at such a crazy level. What? Where? <laughs> <laughs> and exotic roots. 
Oh, hurt. Yeah. Never heard of him, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, yeah. It's been, it's, it's, I guess a dream come true for my stoner fucking like teenage self, like 18 year old me be like, holy shit, bro. But then you get here and it's almost too much. Yeah, no, when I get here, I'm like, I'm going to smoke one joint today. I got way too much to do. <laughs> I got way too high. I have to like sober up before my pot. My, I mean, before I get up on stage later. Now, let me ask you a question. All right. How do you do that? How do you what, what zone do you get into to like? I can be stoned on stage. Yeah. Because of theater and stuff like it doesn't matter. I can't drink before I go up. But when I get on stage, the adrenaline of right beforehand pushes me through. And I like I remember my jokes. I know what beats to hit. Like I know. But I also like to. It's that uh, creative flow. You know, you probably feel that when you're in mid, you're like you're not even thinking about what you're going to do next. Kind of just kind of happens. Playing music is a different space than doing art, but I cannot imagine what you do in front of people when you have to like. All right, but music talk. is the same way. It's like I couldn't imagine like playing an instrument in front of an audience. Oh man, you forget they're there. You like you. Like, you forget they're there with stand up, even though they're there. You just like. Yeah. Yeah, because if you really thought about a conversation, it's hard. Because it's like, what am I going to say next? What am true. I? But it just flows. Yeah, and that's kind of like stand up. Like you're gonna be like, but it just kind of flows. It's more of a conversation than a monologue. But you just know things that'll flavor the conversation better. Gotcha. Well, I mean, Dexter and I, our band is literally called Arguments because, I mean, it's Dexter <laughs> and I. We're uh, we sound like an old married couple, except for like worse <laughs> no i love him to death though but it, it's it's funny to like have well i, I guess there's there, it's funny the way we argue i guess to us but to other people it scares them <laughs> I've, i have relationships with friends like that where they they're like what the fuck is happening uh yeah yeah they're <laughs> but i guess that's I, I don't know. It might be in the tap water here. <laughs> Certain spots. Those headphones are not people's just, friends today. What? They're just slipping off. And- yeah, you can adjust them. Uh, look at that. See? I can't. Now, there. now you're stuck. Now you have to be on the podcast forever. We're going to go home like this. Oh, Jesus. I don't know what just happened. Oh, I try to take these things off. Uh- <laughs> Apparently, it sucks because this is the this is the end of our portion. Oh, that's which is weird because today I'm doing short or podcasts all together. I usually sit down with like I'd sit down with you for an hour Mm -hmm. in a quiet room without music blasting, and we'd sit and and just like talk for an hour one on one. But this one we're doing kind of like shorter ones. Oh, this is like living in an apartment in my neighborhood. It's like, oh, I'm going to have a quiet conversation with you and just your driveway. And you're like, yep. It's 4 a.m. I hope we don't get sued for the music playing in the background. No, if that was the case, you guys missed it. You walked away from here last night and they went from playing Bush's Glycerin 
for the fifth time next door from volleyball and they switched over to like their DJ who probably played little John like three times that night. It's a, I can't believe Blasted. they're Blasted. partying that much at a volleyball place. They'd sell white claw there. Of course. And play volleyball. Oh yeah. I would vomit. No, I don't know. They, they, Look like they should vomit, but have you ever seen the commercials for those products? It looks like you're you can you're supposed to be able to do that. I like White Claw, but I don't think I could do like play sports on them. And with that, everyone, (laughs) I don't even want to go to parades on them. That's man. Thank you so much for doing this. Of course. Thank you, Sam. We'll be right back with Dexter. All right, we're starting now. Welcome to the podcast, man. You were you literally you and Mark were the only ones I knew when I came up to Rochester. Yeah, man. Um, and Mark, Mark was the one that uh, told me about you. Actually, I mean, he's just like plugged in. He loves anybody who supports local stuff here, and you know, he's he's surprisingly good at networking and stuff on like. On Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Do you yeah. mind talking? Sorry, closer to the mic. Being that he, uh, being that he just started using that stuff recently. Yeah. You know? How did you guys link up? Um, you know, just Rochester is a weird place, man. Rochester is the type of town that makes other places feel small. Mm-hmm. Like I, every time I, I've gone, you know, traveled to New York City or, you know, some of the surrounding areas, Ohio, Pennsylvania, I literally run into somebody from Rochester every single time there. And it makes you feel at home. But, it, you know, it's something that makes you think, you know, why are we why are we so spread out like that? It also has crazy amounts of talent in all different ways. Shout out and, past guest Al Christakis. But when we left here, the last place, he was like. That's one of the most gifted bass players I've ever seen. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. But it does. There's so many creative, ta- so such creative talent well, out of here. Well, how we how we all met is just like kind of like a function of this place. Um, me and Crook are are, are friends with Ito, uh, little Ito, the rapper. Yeah, from, of course. From, from town and um, shout out. You know, he's good friends with Mark. They have been for a long time. So you know, I think it was. Uh, I think it was Ito's like son's birthday party or something. We were all there and linked up and everything. And that was the beginning of the conversation, man. Everybody met and just caught each other's vibes and shit. And um, then this place started, you know, when when uh, Mark got the idea to uh, start Exotic Roots, you know, they needed a, a artistic director, you know, and Crook was the guy that he had in mind. And me and him, we kind of come as like a package deal right now. He's my drummer in my band. And, yeah. you know, the guy's like my brother. And, you know, we, we have a lot of dealings with each other in life right now. And, you know, we, we've been it's been that way for some years now. Um, so, you know, when I came along, it just I kind of just fell into place. Like it's the type of place that anybody who's a creative would want to be at. Totally. And, you know, stay at for hours on end. And and then just the environment, you know, you have like a bright idea around here and, you know, people get excited about it. And then it just happens like magic. This is a place. It's like when I walked in, I had no idea what I was walking into. Like, you, I you know what it looked like. Yeah. for Well, I bet. <laughs> how did you feel when you walked into the place for the first time? I mean, you I mean, couldn't imagine what it was yesterday compared, listen, compared to, that to today, man. It was like a dusty, like dirty you know, it. you could tell it hadn't been, you know, used and, you know, loved in, 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 a, in, a, in a while. 
but you know, compared to today, I mean, I couldn't have imagined this. I, you know what? Now I can. <laughs> yeah, but going back, oh, that sausage burp right there, bro. That was a nasty one. <laughs> going back to like that first time when you walked into the place, to, I mean, there were so many people there yesterday. Oh man. Yeah, and to, to be honest, you know, we've been in this place working for like the past three months, like tirelessly, basically, yeah. you know, with just us in here. So you didn't know Mark before all that. It was just like, I mean, we, we knew um, yeah, yeah. of each other, but yeah. not like, yeah, we, we didn't. Yeah, we were we run a business we're partners. Yeah, <laughs> Voltra, yeah, we're trying to figure out what the it is. And that you guys all. That's I see like I had no idea that you came like a, not a package deal with Kirk because it was like, <laughs> oh, I knew you first, like yeah. before him. So I did. How long have you guys been playing together? Me and Crook. Man, it's it's actually it's been a long time. Like we've we've played we've we have a band called Arguments right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a band called Fireworks back in the day. Um and before that, you know, I just knew I really liked him as a drummer because there's a friend of ours named Provide um, in town that that introduced us. He's, he just told me one time we were at this jam. He was just like, yo, this is my boy. He's like, you need to go and talk to him. Like, go go and talk to him about music. <laughs> I was like, OK, <laughs> you know, so I went over. I started we started chatting and that was the end of it, man. Like we've been we've been buddies for, for a good minute. You were doing other you were in a was it or orchestra that you were playing in before or i've been i've been <laughs> a thousand things but yeah um I, but you I, weren't you've done like i played done. in roots collider you know i played bass for the sideways like i've played bass in a lot of bands around town black and blues um since i moved here in 06 from where from connecticut okay is that where you're originally from no <laughs> where are you originally from I'm from queens queens new york and then connecticut then Georgia, then Georgia, no, Queens, then Georgia, then Connecticut, then then Rochester. What made you stay in Rochester? Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because to be honest, I, I, I like really didn't want to move here when I moved here. I was young. I was a lot younger, you know, and my folks, folks were kind of like forcing me to move. You know, Oh, so you were moving you all know, around you know, when you were funny. a kid. They, they figured out that I was smoking weed and shit. <laughs> And, uh, and then, so they were like, we got to get you away from these bad influences. <laughs> so they like sent me up to Rochester. <laughs> um, but, you know, and I, I, I came kicking and fucking screaming, dude. How old are you? I was, how old am I now? Or how, how old are you when you this came This was, here? um, this would have been 2006. So I would have been like, you know, eight, 19, you know, 19 going on 20, something like that. I was really young. But you were moving a lot as a kid. Yeah, I'm, I've moved around a lot as a kid. It's it's been an interesting life. Yeah, but um, but uh, when I came up here, man, like I didn't want to come, but I didn't really know anything about the town either. Um, and I almost ended up going to Eastman School of Music, the mic, the mic, Eastman School of Music. But um, the deadlines for school were done, you know. So I just I had to make a decision. They weren't my folks weren't going to let me not go like to college. Um, so I ended up going to MCC. I finally, after a while, switched my major to music. Which what is were you what studying I, beforehand? Business. You know, I, I went to Cordell for hotel administration originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but I've always wanted to be a musician my whole life. 
and coming to this place and being surrounded by musicians of all different levels with like Eastman down to your buddy that plays in his garage. You know, you can't have a conversation with somebody that doesn't know somebody that plays music here. Um, it, it was just the right place for me. You know? What do you, what do you think about Rochester gives it all the creative output that it has? Um, you know, I, I would say that, I have I I became a Rochesterian. You know, I have I wasn't born here, and you know I know a lot of people that know a lot more about Rochester's history than I do. So I could honestly say I'm not sure where that energy comes from, but I know that this town appreciates art and and music. But you haven't left like you could have. Uh, you know, just, but I can't think of a better. Place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you couldn't. Th- yeah. You know, for, for myself, you know, like once I finally got the courage to tell my family, you know, this is what I'm going to do with my time. You know, I think that I'm good enough to, to play music and I'm going to I'm going to put a lot of energy into it. You know, once I finally got the courage for that, you know, like I was in the perfect place. I was surrounded by like 10 people that wanted me to be in their bands. And I was in 10 bands, Like you know, when I was younger, man, I, I don't know how I did it. I had like a full time job. I was in two bands. We'd have like two five-hour band practice practices every week, but we had them staggered like back to back. So two days out of the week, I had 10 hours of band practice after a full day of work. And then every weekend, like two to three shows out of town in town. So it was, it was fun. How old were you when you made the decision that you were going to tell them like, no, this is what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> Um, my family or yeah, your family. <laughs> I was like, all the bands. I was like, that's been just happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean your family. You said once you made the. Um, I mean, I was in my 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 early twenties, you know, and it what it was. Is, and did they move up? They sent you up here. Did they move up here with you? Um, my my mom was actually already up here. Okay. Um, and it was me coming to live with her again, which is. Good. You know, I got coming to Rochester has been good in a lot of ways for me. I've reconnected with, you know, my family, you know, uh, after, you know, some trauma and shit that's happened um, that I that I've grown like so much from. But I've also met, you know, a new family of people here and people that support each other a thousand percent. Like, you know, everybody that's involved with exotic roots in the place here is, you know, a, a like a genius and an artist in their own right. They all have their like skills and talents that they, that they bring to the table, but you know, everybody is like so supportive of each other's stuff that whatever needs to happen happens like at light speed. I've never really seen anything like it or or had the opportunity to really be a part of something just like, you know, do you have like bigger plans for what you see, like what you want to create or you just going with the flow? Um, you know, right now, I mean, the, the flow is, (laughs) the flow is like crazy in in terms of what the place is, what it can be. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not like jumping any guns or, you know, we have enough stuff on the table right now and enough like things that this place is at the moment, you know, music studio that we're sitting inside. That's going to be, I can't wait till this turns into the actual store. Yeah. You know, and you know, event space for community, anything that we can imagine, 
you know, I, I don't feel like I need to like sit there and think of ideas just yet. Totally. I'm, I'm just happy to just be here to, to help make it happen. Well, you said like, it just kind of fell into place. Like it just kind of falls into place. It works out. And it's so cool. Like, even yesterday, like you probably didn't expect yesterday or today to turn out like they did. Like, oh my God. no, I didn't have time to think about that. That was a lot of people. <laughs> that was an insane amount and of dude, people. Like I said, I'm used to being in this building alone, like doing stuff, getting stuff ready. Was that a complete like? It was. It was like what a way to get your feet wet. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but that's you know that was the ground. That was the ground level. Like it's only up. You know. It's like you got to like dip your toes in the pool, but you jump from like the, the high dive. <laughs> yeah, it was, was it, it, kind of losing my voice from yesterday. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like you do have a unique voice. Though. You have a pretty grass, uh, like raspy voice anyway. Yeah. Both times I met you said, oh, I feel like I'm losing my voice. I'm like. I want. I've been smoking so much. I want to hear what this guy's <laughs> real. Your real voice sounds like Mickey Mouse or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just anymore. like one big cough. Like, Hi guys. <laughs> 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 That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. man, thank you so much for this shit. You're planning. You got a whole concert coming on next I to know. your plan. I should be out there right now. I know that <laughs> I have to be doing stand up for. But it's been awesome hanging with you, man. Yeah. Having come up. This is awesome. And I can't wait to make more of it. Like, this is cool. This is an awesome event that, like, it's just the first. You guys are doing this, what, every Saturday or some shit? Yeah. I mean, probably. (laughs) Like, goddamn. Like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. If I had hair, (laughs) I'm losing mine. When When did your hair go? What a personal question. I'm losing my hair now. You know, to be honest, I can't, I'm 24 and I'm honest, going. I couldn't actually tell you because I was in denial for so long that I didn't know until like I, I caught the right angle in a mirror one day and I was like, oh shit, that's what I look like. I was like, no. that happened today. No, I got a picture with G4 out there and the light <laughs> hit the one side that I'm balding on or <laughs> the other. And I was like, oh God. I look like Larry David. I was talking to my homegirl outside earlier today. It was like sunny and like this bee fucking comes at me. I'm just, it was a wasp. Fucking assholes. They're always assholes. Yeah. It comes right at me and like buzzes me and shit. And I'm like, it can't be this bright ass traffic cone orange jacket that I'm wearing. I was like, I think maybe they come at me because of the way like the sun reflects off of my head. <laughs> I think that's probably it. <laughs> it lands, starts pollinating, bro. Man, this motherfucker, man. You can pull off, you pull it off though. Well, man. I don't think I'm gonna pull off the I'm gonna look like a snowman with a shaved head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's standing out? Oh, you look like I you gotta tell your fans that you look like Chucky. <laughs> all all grown up, all grown up, six foot fucking something, <laughs> high as a goddamn cow. Not Chucky the, 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 the people are gonna think for the rugrats. Yeah, they're gonna think <laughs> for the rugrats. <laughs> Chucky the doll. Right. <laughs> hey man, you could probably you could pull it off. 
We just got to eat enough edibles <laughs> so that you get that blank look on your face. <laughs> that has been me all day. I drank one of those fucking tincture drinks. Yeah, and every time I think, oh, there it is. He's fucked up. It, it, you're fine. Yeah. How the fuck you do that, man? <laughs> Last night I was pretty fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I, I like kind of like I, I was taking bets. But you were taking <laughs> what was the pool death pool up to? I thought that you that you would probably that you'd probably lose your shit before you left the bar. <laughs> you just pounded those fucking things. Yeah, dude, I know how to handle my shit. I've gained respect. I've learned. <laughs> I don't doubt you anymore. <laughs> and with that, you gotta get back out there, right, man. Brother. Thank you, bro. Everyone called you Walt Disney. That's how everyone described you. <laughs> I don't know about personality-wise, but about idea-wise. Yeah, I mean, definitely got some ideas. This is I keep saying this, but when people are going to watch this, they're not going to understand what happened yesterday and today outside of here. Like, did you have any idea what yesterday was going to be? Like that many people or? Uh, For sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously, I was hoping to, but... uh... I mean, me and my partners definitely uh, kind of knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, this is where an exotic roots, which like, man, you really did create something fucking How Did you have this in the works or did it just fall together? Well, it was kind of uh, we actually had planned to uh, open the front of the store, the hydroponic store on the first because that was the first legal day for medical marijuana to be grown in your home. So uh Obviously, you know, sometimes things don't go as planned, <laughs> especially with the cast of characters I got working for me. Sometimes, uh, you know, life takes these guys a little, little bit of a twist. But, you know, we're here now, though. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't know, 10 years ago. Oh, hell no. Did you ever expect what is happening now? No. Five years ago? No, nah, man. I mean, uh, to be honest, it's been about four months. I mean, I've always had this, like, you know, a vision of what, you know, you always think of, oh, it'd be cool if you could have this or do this. But yeah, did I think I was going to do this? No, nah, man, I just wanted to open up a hydroponic store kind of out of frustration. <laughs> I've been out west a million times and I see how they do it. And then I come home and I see how these guys do it. And it's just not the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just wanted to, you know, bring a little something different. And, but you, you know, got it together. You're every the reason I said Walt Disney is everyone's like, Man, he gets he gets shit done. When he, the way you, like if you have an idea, it's gonna happen. Like you have a team behind you that wants to get that shit done. Like, well, it's be, it's not just because of me. I mean, uh, no, but you're you you're like the you're the uh, the curator. Kind of. I don't know how it works. Like it's first time I met you, bro. What I tell you, man, you belong here. Yeah, like you should just set up your headquarters here and and rock out of here. I just I just see. I don't know. I guess my gift is to see talent mm-hmm. kind of put it in its lane and then just get the fuck out of the way. You know what I mean? And let these guys do their thing. You always know that that was your talent. Yeah. But I mean, how often can you use that talent, bro? Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to build something. Right. To, to be able to, to, use, to use that. that. Talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just, I don't know. I mean, all these guys, it's like a, it's like a goofy band of misfits. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe all separate, man, you know, We've all had our bumps and bruises and shit, you know, mm-hmm. um, but together, you know, I mean, we're a fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
nothing the way that you guys all talk about each other, but also the way that you guys pulled this together. What I came here for the first time a month ago, and this is a completely different thing than it was a month ago. What you guys can do in a short amount of time is crazy. I mean, that I got to give as far as like, you know, I mean, I can see the vision, but I never could paint a picture. I can't rap. I can't make a beat. You should try. uh, (laughs) <laughs> shit spit some um, bars <laughs> but um i mean with that being said i have a, i think that gives me a greater appreciation for people that can mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah um i mean that shit's like a superpower to me to be able to create art you know just yeah. because i i'm not artistic like that you know no i feel the same way that's why i have this podcast is i want to talk to people who are creative and like i can't draw or i can't rap but i want to figure out how people do right like, i mean Honestly, like, I'd have to say the real beginning of this path was not this per se, but like the idea of me doing a, a little something different that I was used to was um, a guy with Ito. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, sitting over there in mama's basement. I mean, that kid's aura is crazy. His energy. You know what I mean? It just it makes you want to create and see someone take some shit from the fucking mud and turn himself into you know, one of the underground kings in New York. I mean, it's just how did you you guys firing? You know what I'm saying? You guys have known each other um, for a nah, while. Just for about not even just for about like about a year and a half. Oh, really? Actually, about yeah, about a year and a half two, almost two years, I'd say. Wow. But um, I mean, it was like. From the first day we met, we were chilling like every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. The studio. I come through, blow it back. Just like I said, man, I'm. I appreciate the shit and for him to just let me come and chill in the studio and watch how he worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then sitting there, we were talking about, you know, just ideas down there. You know what I mean? Like he wanted to do his own merch. I mean, he does a lot of his own shit. That kid's crazy with not just music, like just art in general. Like, yeah. Really. He'll it surprise you. You know what I mean? I've never but, met him. I li- I've listened to his music for so long. I can't wait to meet him because he oh, is so crazy talented. And he's out west so, right now, getting busy. Him he has a show Black. tonight, right? Yeah, out yeah. in L.A. Him and Jay Black. Yeah, Riggs and the rest of the cloth are out there getting busy too. Shout out to them. Yeah, and shout out. You know, I know more Lord Mob, so I don't. But you know right. all the Rochester shit. Right. But yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to use this place as like a, young, a launching pad for this young talent. That's around me and uh, give these guys a lane. And like I said, get out their way, man. Rochester is so crazy talented in so many different fields that like, I didn't even know about like talking to all these guys, learning the history of the city and hearing their, all their histories. Right. I mean, like fucking a Johnny fucking crook Dex. Like it's insane to hear and see the talent that they have that you've cultivated in this place. Right. I mean, and they're just three of many. There, there's 10, 15 guys around here that are just so talented in their own little lane that as long as everybody concentrates and just focuses on their lane, yeah, we're good. Like, I mean, we're, we're on just on top of our shit and we, we just, you know, we keep everything moving. I mean, you see, look out there, man. It's crazy. It's crazy out there. Just and the amount of we had over 4,000 people the- come through here yesterday to check out our place man no advertising no nothing i mean that's just a street team yeah out there promoting this getting getting all these people here so you you only up until recently you've been do you feel like you've been able to use your talents 
I mean, like when did I've you always, feel like this? I've always this sold things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I've been yeah. selling things around the way my whole life. Yeah, of course. Um, and the and the the top trick to selling anything is you just never sell the product. You always sell yourself. So I feel like I've been just training for to you know to have a lane, my own lane to to be able to put people in their lane. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we're finally here, and we're we're about to take off. Man, shout out to one of our sponsors, the Salamander XP OG on Instagram. Uh, amazing lifestyle brand, man. The, all their products are delicious, beautiful. Just follow them, tap in. You know it's going to be a good time. Hey, guys. This episode is sponsored by Family Trappers, a dope-ass clothing store out of Buffalo, New York. If you want to find their stuff, follow them on Instagram at Family Trappers. Uh, that dude, James, who runs it, is a great dude. They have amazing designs. Uh, go check out their shit. It's really worth it. And say that the Bucked Up podcast sent you. Hey, guys. This episode is sponsored by 607 Sound. They're executive producing a new album called Integrated Affinity Volume 1, featuring artists from the 607, like Blicka Don, Anthony Cannon, MBK Richie, and more, as well as artists you've seen on Bucked Up, like Jay Skies, Brother Tom Sos, and Deuce Ellis. Um, there's going to be a ton of others that I hope to get on the podcast, like Tony Boy, Gaines, Chill Ali, Camouflage Monk, and Origino. Keep up with 607 Sound through their website and socials, and stay tuned for the album released. Let's get back to the show. But I mean, going back to when you were like just starting out to now, I mean, that's it's insane that you have now you you said you weren't always able to use that special talent. Now you can. Like, when did that start coming around? Well, I mean, I've always noticed it and, you know, it's always a, maybe a little something here and there, mm -hmm. or maybe it did never benefit me at the time. I've How, always, been, I've always been building? able to use it. I've always been able to use the talent, but maybe not to benefit me mm -hmm. um, or, or like my immediate people around me. Maybe it was just like, oh man, I know a guy doing this and oh shit, I know this other guy who can probably use your help. And I just plugged them in together. And, you know, I've always been that way. Yeah. You know, networking is like just having, I want to have the people everywhere who are cool that are doing what they want to do and are like, actually not like fuck offs who aren't doing, but if you're actually following what you want and you're disciplined and you got, I want to know you, like you could pay a builder. I for who I forget who said this, but you could like pay a builder, like a million dollars to build a house and it'll push it back two years. Or you could be <laughs> like best friends with that builder. It'll be right. half the price and you'll get it done right. like that. It's, you just have to build the cool like connections with people like you hitting me up on Instagram. I had no idea what I was getting into when I came here, but I just knew, Oh, you were so nice and welcoming. And when I came here with Shamil and Al for the first time and I saw this place, I was like, Oh shit. Now there's like-minded people in Rochester too, a place I had never been right. before. Right, man. I mean, we're, did you grow up here? Yes, yes, yes. Born and raised or ever live anywhere else. No, I mean, I've traveled the country. I've been all around, but no, yeah. no, I've always, Rochester's always been home. Is there a reason? Like what about Rochester to you is special? Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like we just have our own vibe. Like, I mean, every, every city's got their bullshit, but I mean, all in all, everybody here is just pretty, uh, 
I don't know. They just want to see each other win. You know what I mean? Especially in the last couple of years, I just really noticed like a different, like a temperature in the air of, of just really like, you know, people actually trying to just help somebody to help somebody. You know what I mean? Especially in like, you know, the music or doing the arts and and, and, and whatnot, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's it's been really, it's been really nice to see from, from what it was. There's been nothing to do in Rochester for, for forever. It's been boring. (laughs) You know, what do you say? Do you think what do you do you think it was just time or what do you think changed that? Um honestly, yeah, I mean I mean I I mean I couldn't tell you to, to be honest. Like to me, it seems like all like a, a resurgence, even like the whole upstate shit with just I mean like the Griselda boys mm-hmm. just or 38 um, special we were talking spesh, about. Yeah. Any everybody is just, you know what I mean? Class everybody's starting to just do their thing and bubble. And I think it's just giving people here a little bit, you know, it's inspiring. Like, Oh shit, you can actually do something from the town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, man, if you live in upstate people, you know, they say New York and you should argue oh, there's a record company down the street. It is not like that here. Yeah. It is just not like that. We might as well live in wherever the fuck not here. You know what I'm saying? No, I totally go. And it's almost me. worse living it was almost worse living here just for the fact of you almost get looked at like the, the little stepbrother upstate, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, that's obviously changed. And then, and, and a lot goes out to, you know, like I said, the boys from Griselda and Edo and well, you creating, you creating this right after pandemic. I think the Rochester, a lot of people here did a lot of shit. Oh, like uh, musically, but it did right. a lot over pandemic. And then when you come out strong, there's places who had resilience and pulled out and places who didn't like in mass. I feel like a lot of shit went South. Like it's not coming back stronger. It's coming back weaker, but here it feels like shit's coming back stronger. There's just an energy in the air of being here. Like I don't even live here, you know? Right. But there is like a, everyone, especially the people you pull in here, everyone is nice and like welcoming. Everyone says hi. It's like, Oh, that is something different and special. Right. I mean, we had 4,000 people here yesterday. There was not a, an incident. I mean, I didn't even hear an argument. That's you know what, what I mean? I, everyone was so fucking just like. I mean, from the customers to the vendors. Yeah. To, I mean, the people working here, just, you know what I mean? Everybody was just really cool. And, you know, I just, you know, shout out to Rochester for that. You know what I mean? Coming out and showing everybody that, you know, you can do something like this and have a place like this. And, um, People from every color, doesn't matter if you were rich, poor, whatever, man. There was somebody from every type of walk of life here yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Vibing out, getting along, meeting, talking. It was, it was just, it was awesome. It was awesome to see. Do you have like a vision for the future of this place or do you just, are you just letting it roll and see where, seeing what happens? I mean, I have a loose vision. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, it's basically, like I said, I'm trying to, like all these guys around, there's a couple other guys that, I mean, I hope you do get a chance to interview. before. Yeah, you leave. of course. Um, that, I mean, if they're here, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I love all these guys and I, I would love them to be here forever, but if they're here in a year or two, I mean, I feel like I haven't done my job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm supposed to put these guys where they're supposed to go so they can launch the hell up out of here and inspire the next guy to come down here and replace them and do the same thing Yeah, for the next guy. You know what I mean? That's what I want to do. And then I want my, my daughters to be in here running this place, doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like someone couldn't give me enough money to sell this place. 
You know it's I mean? the idea yeah. of it. Yeah. And that's what, why it was successful in the, just this week at the opening weekend or it's going to be because it's not like, oh, I'm trying to make a ton of money from this place. Oh, I'm trying to get seen. It's like, no, you're trying to create creatives right. and have people allow them to create. Like, right. look at the walls of the music that people can are about to hear outside. Like, it's all creatives in a space that's welcoming. We just gave an entirely free day today. We, we let a bunch of people come vend their art and other merchandise and wherever they decided to have here. And um, we didn't charge any vendor fees. Um, we didn't charge any of the people to get in here today. Um, we have a couple really great bands, local bands. And, um, I mean... They were paid to come, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. we appreciate their art, but we didn't charge anybody to come see them either. We're just, you know, come on in, have a good time and celebrate and, you know, every, everybody just meet everybody and, and network and vibe, man. Yeah. And that's why this is a dope place. And I hope anyone listening when they come to Rochester checks it out. Like, yeah, when do you too. open the doors doors? of? Uh, we're shooting for November 1st. And uh, yeah, we're Exotic Roots Hydro, 1042 University Avenue. Rochester, New York. Come check us out. There's nothing like us in the country. I promise you that. I can promise you that too. If you come here, you'll be blown away, and you won't you appreciate won't understand that, what this is. I appreciate that. And thank you for letting me be a part oh, well, of it you too, for, for real. Thank you for, for coming. I really I appreciate. Hope you had fun. It. I hope you had a great time here. Of, man. I'm gonna be, of course, and I'm gonna be coming back a lot because <laughs> oh, I'm always so, up you in always the air. Spot, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, bro. All right, on to the next one. <laughs> Do you get nervous? But like, are you nervous to get on camera and shit? Like, you're you're a quiet guy. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Is this your first interview and shit? Uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> and your shit was awesome. I loved looking at your. What pieces we we haven't started yet? We I just I want to do like a pre. What pieces before and here have you done? Um. Well, a lot of them are collaborations, but um. Some I partake a little bit more in a, than others, you know. Yeah. Um, like the uh, subway one, and or like the street scene under the subway. Mm-hmm. A lot of that. And, uh, I don't know. It's just a collaboration, really. How did you get? And I uh, actually let me play the. It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. There we go. There's the intro. Okay. Oh, You're listening. I'm ripped as shit too, bro. I've been smoking this yeah. whole time. It's been. Oh, yeah. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. You guys smoke? Do you smoke like this normally, or is this a special occasion? Hey, this might be a little heavier than normal. Yeah. I don't know about like a regular thing. How did you get in contact? Like, who who brought you into the exotic roots family? Um, uh, my, uh, my buddy Crook, the a painter. Crook is, yeah. he, we, people listening just heard him. Yeah. He's such a talent and such a nice, everyone that I've talked to has been like, yeah, he's the one who really like mm-hmm. such a friendly giving guy. And he was telling me about the community of graffiti in Rochester. Yeah. Were you a part of that beforehand? Um, yeah, a little bit, but I tried, I don't know. Um. I do more legal stuff mm-hmm. mainly, but I still, I have done yeah. some illegal stuff in the past. So, How long have you been doing it? When did you start graffiti? 
I don't know. I used to do it when I was like 16, so 20 years ago or so. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize you were that old either. You're, you look good for your age. Yeah. Did you, what, like, what made you start find that as your medium? Um, I don't know. I just really enjoyed spray paint. Mm -hmm. Were you drawing, like, painting before that? Um, yeah, I did a lot of, like, more towards fine arts with acrylics and stuff. Do you do any of that now? You were showing me some of your work, but yeah, do you do yeah. any of the fine art? Yeah, I do it occasionally. I also mix in, like, uh, airbrush and stuff, too. Do you... When you started, were you doing it graffiti? You said you were doing like the more illegal stuff then. Were you doing it out of like a rebellious or did you just enjoy no, the just actual look it. of it? I just enjoyed the act more than anything. And then how long until you do Do you paint full time now? Like, um, not full-time, no. I paint whenever I can. Mm -hmm. But did you take any time off throughout that? Like 16 to now, was there a period of taking Oh, yeah. Off? I took quite a bit of a break. At what age? From like, uh, I'm terrible with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was, it, was there a like a... couple of years. Was there a reason for it? Just was uh, busy and I don't know. Did other things. I did a lot of like uh, festivals and stuff. Festivals yeah. for music? I got back into like fine art painting, kind of. Yeah. So you went to art festivals? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that what got you? What made you go back to it after the time? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, Go back to painting, like after a long time off like or graffiti. Painting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, uh, well, uh, let's see. Well, it's kind of because my one buddy died. Who I used to paint a lot with, so um, we had like a little get together. Me and some of my friends had painted together with them, and um. The little piece up at Cobb's Hill, and it was just it was nice to paint again. Uh, I started doing it more regular, using it as like a way to like yeah. express. Yeah, you aren't a very talkative person, no. it, but you are very expressive in your art. Is that always been how you've like how you like to show your emotion and stuff? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I just. Always had a thing for painting and drawing and stuff. Do you remember your first like memory drawing as a kid or anything? Not fully, no. I used to draw like uh, I've been drawing my whole life, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you um? Do you mind talking into the mic? Sorry. Oh, but no. Did did your parents were they supportive of your art growing up or no? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. How about the graffitiing? Yeah. Yeah. Do you keep it a secret? 
No. Yeah. 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 In Rochester. Mm. In Rochester, you were doing it. Yeah. Grew up here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you play any instruments? Not really. No. Art. Do you have like uh when you when Crook brought you into here, what how early on in the stages was that? I don't know. Like into here? Yeah. Like was there any were you here like from the beginning before any of the art was uh um there's a couple of little things up. And you the subway you said you helped did helped out with a lot. If yeah. you people, if they come to exotic roots, yeah, inside it looks like a subway car. Yeah, a car. What was the idea behind that? Well, I, I believe it was uh, Mark's idea. But did you have like, do you have any like creative vision that you directed in the space? A little bit, yeah. It was creative freedom, kind of. We we're going on based off of a certain subway car that I can't remember the name of at the moment. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we kept it pretty true to that, but also still did our own little embellishments. It's like the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, like, yeah, everything that's around... That's my buddy, True. He's a... Uh, I don't think you uh, saw him. No, I don't think I did. No. He's, he's real good. He did the Teenage... But, yeah. I mean, the whole thing kind of reminds me of, yeah. like, uh, under Subway, you know, hideout. Yeah, it is like that. It's kind of like the underground thing. It's you know? crazy how what can be created in this. Like, yeah. you were here yesterday? No, I wasn't here yesterday. I was busy. Had a lot of stuff to do. Did you, like, when you first joined this place, did you know what it was going to be? Like, what Not it turned? Totally. Um, I was told what it was going to be. I wasn't exactly sure. But did you believe it? I I had faith, but, like, I mean... I don't know. That's it's crazy. It's like kind of mind blowing to have something like this in the community. You know, it really is like a like a, a dream, not a, like a not a fever dream, but like it's like who who else could come? Like where else is yeah. this in the world? You know, it's a one of a kind space. Yep. And yesterday was insane because like 4,000 people, 3,000 people. Yeah, I heard that. And I had never even been to Rochester. I had been to a Rochester for one hour before mm-hmm. stopping by to meet Mark, but I had never been here. And it's it's crazy the community that you guys have here mm-hmm. too. Just like everyone's been so respectful and nice and like the event is awesome. Yeah. Getting higher shit. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Smoking more weed than I have and like this was I asked you was this more than usual because it was more than usual for me oh, and yeah. I smoke a good amount. Yeah, I usually smoke quite a bit on the regular, but this I don't know. I'd probably smoke like seven joints and I don't know how many blunts <laughs> at this point. At least edibles like too. Uh, no, I didn't really do any edibles. Edibles are that's too much to. How about mushrooms? No, not nothing. Yeah. Have you ever? Oh yeah. I enjoy you. I asked people, I, I just got off stage from doing stand up right before we we're doing this, which it was a shit show. Yeah. I mean, what else would, could you expect from doing comedy? Like 
for people standing up at a weed festival that in between <laughs> bands that definitely don't want to hear comedy. You know what I, I mean? It's pretty good. Oh, thank you. But yeah. you know, like usually it's, it's different, but uh, the, the weed they were, they were, I asked, Oh, who's done DMT. And that's, had, had you ever done it? Oh uh, yeah. I've done it before. Did you break through? I don't know. <laughs> it was a pretty Maybe. crazy experience for me. It, it was a, uh, yeah, it was definitely bizarre. It wasn't as much as a, uh, wasn't quite how people described it to me, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was an experience. It's really hard to actually describe it. And the longer it, ha- it goes away from, the harder it is to like remember exactly, yeah. Yeah. you know. Did, how does your did your art change after it? Um, maybe a little bit. How about after mushrooms? Does that affect your art? Do you like to like draw when you're tripping or? I used to do that. I don't really do too much psychedelics anymore. I mean, I. Occasionally, but, you know. and it would have helped your art. Um, yeah, it would, it would definitely keep me in the creative mindset. Just like the, uh, I don't know, the willingness to just try, just go for it. Yeah, that it feels like when you were a kid, you almost just were like willing to try anything. And mushrooms gives you that like childlike wonder of like, mm-hmm. I don't care what's going to happen. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Like not hold back. Yeah. That's why some people do the like micro dosing a small amount every day, oh, yeah. but I would feel like that would give me anxiety. Cause I do get a little bit anxious when uh, I'm on mushrooms. I've tried that. It wasn't, it was pretty uh, nice. Just very, very little bit. Just keep you kind of like yeah, focused. Just, yeah. Just Do you like a happy little boost for the day? Do you like art as like just as your like emotional output, or do you want to create kind of like a a business around it? Um, maybe a business someday. I don't know. I kind of just uh, right now. I'm busy doing some other stuff, work. Yeah. Know? Do you feel like work pushes you to like get more art done or do you feel like it hinders you Uh, from getting your art done? I don't know. I try not to let it hinder me. I just do my best to be able to produce. Do you do it like daily? Do you have a schedule or is it whenever you just feel? Whenever I feel. I mean, I pretty much like pick up a pencil and sketch something while I sit by my window and smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Get the yeah. creative. Yeah, just yeah, just a little bit of something. Are you a morning worker or a night worker? Morning. No, I'm a night. Yeah. I I like uh, do you wake up early and that's when oh, you yeah. get your work in? Yeah. Did you force yourself to do that or have you always been that way? Um been that way for a while. I need to be like you, man. Oh, it's it's not that bad. It's nice being up when, like, watching the sunrise in the morning. 
Yeah, everything works better when you're up earlier and go to bed mm-hmm. earlier. Except for right now, it's like kicking my ass because it's probably like 11 or something. Yeah, you need to go home, man. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. No. I, I'm just trying to talk right. to everyone from the Exotic Roots yeah. crew. What's your social, your Instagram so people can see your art and stuff? Uh, the Willistrator. The Willistrator, because yeah. it's awesome, man. I really love all of your your work and i hope people do check it out and i hope people come to see exotic roots and can see what you've done like there will be more too it's so funny everyone watching this podcast this is their this is what they see and this is what they think they don't understand what exotic roots actually is it's a cool place yeah man thank you very much for coming on yeah absolutely thanks for having me take care Let's do you want to talk into the microphone now? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Yeah, we, we got some footage. We got some footage. We're doing some music and now we're gonna are you good at holding the uh holding the guitar for the yeah, rest yeah. of it? I can just, awesome. It's fine. Where do you go when you perform when you're when you're playing? Where do I go? Yeah. Like in my mind, do you mean? Yeah. Like what yeah. Like where okay. do you go? Sometimes I literally will just zone out. Like I uh, I mean that's not preferable like it's important but talk it closer to it's important to like play what you hear in your mind and and not just be on autopilot but it does happen that like I'll, i will just kind of zone out and like think about literally anything but have you ever I'm heard doing. like that you're three seconds in advance from wherever your mind's at when you're in the flow state three seconds in advance yeah that's that's an interesting concept. It's an interesting concept. I like I feel that like because you can't possibly think about what you're doing plus be doing it at the same time. You have to kind of it's be, an intuitive like crosshair between like I say crosshair, I don't know, like like an intersection between your your intellect and your your feeling intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what like that was is what improvisation is and it's yes. best is because and, and it's like telepathic. You because you're ready for that moment. Yeah. Because no one's gonna just pick up a guitar and do what you did. But no, also I'm, you're I'm gonna not- I'm, you know, I appreciate that. This I brought this guitar. As you can see, look at this. This guitar has seen better days. It's uh it's got a brace on the headstock because it was uh decapitated twice so this well, guitar is not this no 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 i i literally found it in my bag like that once 
I, I was like, what the fuck? Like, did I bump into something? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. So anyway, it's in a brace now. And so as a result, the strings don't aren't angled properly, I guess, into the nut. So like they're popping out all the time. And I play really aggressively, too. So it might not be the best night. I could do a little bit, but like as you can see, like the, the strings kept popping out and shit. Yeah. Well, you yeah. were playing <clears throat> before that, before we were recording. You were singing and you mm -hmm. go like you perform like that, like you would in front of a full audience, just with me right here. So that's why I start out asking you, like, where do you go? Because where do I go? I um It depends, man. I mean, like, can you pass that possibly? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so me, I've been keeping that me, shit. Uh, oh, good. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so sometimes I will zone out and think about anything else. And then sometimes I'll just try to sing a melody in my head mm -hmm. and match it. I can do that. Like I can I can sing and I can match what I play with my voice. Yeah. Um, we talking to the like, mic. That's not, that's not what you're. You're not supposed to do that. Though. That's backwards. Like you're supposed to match what you hear in your head with your instrument. You're not supposed to like sing what you happen to be playing. The 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 note that you imagine when you sing has to be primary. You see what I'm saying? No, I okay. don't. Actually, I was about to lie no, and say what yes. Comes, but... What comes first, the chicken or the egg? Like, did you imagine the melody? Mm -hmm. and then you sing play. it while you play it or or did you like are, are you being obedient to your vocal cords or to the instrument oh okay and you feel like you're yeah. more obedient to your vocals than the instrument or the instrument to well the vocal? it's an exercise to detach from, from you know what i mean like yeah i will sometimes do that um well what do you feel like your primary my is primary is Instru like do you feel concept like concept it's it's um well that music coming out there is great it's uh i think conceptually i think in terms of intervals i think in terms of syncopations and is that how your brain has always worked no um i just uh i i'm pretty good with mixed meter like if, if it's planned out like i i like I have this song that I will play for you if you want. Yeah, I'd it's love called to. the medicine. Um, I have a story about that. So you know the Mars Volta, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's one of my dad's favorite bands. Oh yeah, this, uh, they're a dad band now. No, my dad is a my dad no. was like a death metal. Like he listened to yeah. death metal, and he probably didn't see Wu Tang Clan when I was twelve. Oh, He's not I, just you like, like a cool dad. <laughs> yeah. Here, um, so yeah. I'm I'm like so fucking baked. I'm sorry, but people <laughs> people listening need to realize it's 1:30 a.m. It's 1:30 after we've, a weed we've, festival. We've been smoking weed all day, and we are tired, but we are doing this. We finally got this in. This is, <laughs> I think, the last one we're doing. It's been a hard day of smoking tons of weed. Yeah, and people just keeping coming in. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so where does it come from i got on a tangent talking about what you sing 
Is, I was asking you if you you were saying that concepts are your that's yes. your strong. Okay, suit. so I think in terms of that's not saying that much, really. If it, and then I was okay. Wait, we're I'm just so saying high. what I'm trying to say is that I don't look at the fretboard for like inspiration. I think. I, ask I if think you've abstractly been like that. Like, I has think, your mind always connected more to like notes in a syncopated way? Like. Is that just how you because before you said you went to. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, it's I didn't set out to like, okay, we're going to fuck up the time signatures. Like I just I came up with this riff and and had like an extra eighth note at the end. So that bar was nine, eight. And then like other bars, I needed like an extra beat to complete the phrase. And those became five, four. So like the 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 is really it just started like that. So like the. I don't know if this is fascinating enough to even repeat, but the the, the time signatures for that song are nine eight four four nine eight four four nine eight four four nine eight five four nine eight five four nine eight four four nine eight four four nine eight five four. So like, I mean, it just happened to come out that way. Yeah, I didn't set out to just come up with some fucked up shit. Like, I I might as well have, I guess, but like. It's it's just what was musical, you know. Do you have you always gravitated to the more? What my mom says I listen to is like not easy listening. Like it's kind of it's harder concepts like, to grasp. I I like um, music that I like. Some one composer I like is uh, I've only heard one thing of his actually but it's like city noir by uh john adams the saxophone concerto like that shit is like it's unparalleled fucking music like to me as i heard that shit and i was like because i was like tripping in the city yeah at night city noir Mm -hmm. and like there's like this these like bassoons and shit it's like a symphony it's like do, 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 do. and like you're I'm, I, I, I shouldn't even be I'm so stupid I'm sorry no but you <laughs> I can't feel- describe it I can't describe it I'm like trying to like capture an aesthetic and I can't get it across no but I hear what you're saying <laughs> especially because you like I you also love it so much right yeah like, man I'm enthused special- about it but I'm like about I'm like an idiot because I'm so stoned but I feel like it's okay because it's don't like, you feel all right? Do you feel like the weed, weed closes you up or opens your mind? It it depends. Right now is not the best example, I guess. But no, I feel open minded. I feel open minded. I just I tend to um like I like to get really high like right before I go on stage sometimes. I like just to do just that. like get a just who uh, utterly just like get like smoke a like a, a whole blunt and then jump on stage and then see what happens and it's it's an adventure do you know, <laughs> do, you, do you know comedians at all do i know comedians yeah like yes do you know have you ever heard of comedian ron white no i don't think so so he once talked about how he wants to be as high as possible right before he goes on stage yeah and i and then it's like just being let loose into what you're doing and that's what i did tonight tonight was not a good set 
in any stretch of the imagination. Right. No, but it wasn't that bad. Dude. I it was, was high and I got up and I just fucked around, <laughs> you know? Like, I love how I'm like, nah, man, come on. Like, no, but I, like I, I see myself perform every night, you know? So, like, yeah, so no, I, I understand. I, and I know that like my performance just now, unfortunately, was on. It's, it's such a shitty situation that I don't have like a working I don't have an instrument. That's actually a beautiful uh, analogy, though. But yeah, it's it's. But anyway, I'm working on these. Uh, here's here's the, the the shameless plug. Okay. Okay. So I'm working on these songs. Um, currently, there I released an earlier version of them on Bandcamp, and I'm trying to release them on Spotify by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, they're called uh, the Medicine and Panorama. And there's a story behind the medicine. I mean, I don't know, like, okay. So I hit up Thomas Pridgen on Instagram to play on it. And he was like, he literally agreed to. And it was like stranger than fiction. Yeah. For people listening, do you want to explain who that is? Oh, Thomas Pridgen is uh, one of the drummers for the Mars Volta. Uh, He's like a top tier fucking amazing drummer. Yeah, but until so he agreed, he, he to, agreed do it. to do it, and he said he liked the song and and he he charged me. I'm not gonna get into that, but um, he refunded my money three months later because it was. He said later on, he was like, "Yo, that song was too crazy." I'm not trying to like. <laughs> it's also maybe because the quality of the music wasn't quite professionally at his level. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm. I was I basically gave him a working demo to record with and maybe he just wasn't like vibing to it yet. It was like but I got Marco Sorigliano on drums. Oh, that's awesome. You know Marco Sorigliano? Yeah, who is that? That's um he, is, of, um, who, he drummed for I'm he too high. For I, Awa, Pickle Mafia um from the area. Aku. Yeah. Like he's in a lot of bands right. Oh, uh, the Sideways yeah. From Rochester? Yeah, and he's playing in my show next week. Oh, that's if I was here, I wish Bro, I could I, go. So I understand that this podcast is probably relaxed enough and not like so official that it's okay that I'm completely toasted on your show. And- I'm completely toasted. I've okay. been smoking a I, joint. I, okay. Dude, I've done <laughs> I've done we I've done allegedly mushrooms on this podcast. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. I've done podcast mushrooms. I would never do that. It's uh, it's crazy that. being on camera doing that. You said you had a story <laughs> about I never thought that I would ever do that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you um said you had a story about how you got into exotic root yes that's that's how we were gonna start <laughs> should we start over let's start over <laughs> oh my god this, this whatever man uh, i'm having a great time thank you yeah, so no, much for too, doing too. this no, no, for no, real. let's keep going let's keep for going. real yeah I, tell me the story about how you okay i i really have to like pep up i'm sorry okay so like <laughs> all right I live two blocks away. I stumbled upon this place. I was walking over to Fairport Brewing Company for an open mic, and I saw Crook. You know Crook? Yeah. So I saw Crook. Crook was in here Crook earlier. Crook and Dexter. I was like, bro, like, what People is People listening will know Crook and Dexter. I just walked earlier. in, and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I, I just, uh, and Dexter's playing with me at my show on Friday. Oh, I wish I could be. Yeah, there. no, it, it, it would be very cool if you could, but oh well. Um, so you're walking to the open mic. I walked see in, Crook and I, I, I see Crook and Dexter, and I'm like, what the fuck? This place is fucking awesome. Like, they've treated me like family. Um, I remember, we, so we've had like several band practices here. They're very wait. So you just found this place because I you just walked. Walk, into I was walking here. I walked up, to and that's it. how you met Mark. <laughs> uh, yes, and I met Adam, and I met, and I already knew Crook and um, and Will. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, and a it, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, all I those guys, all those yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, um, but. So it, they've treated me like family. They've, um, they've let me rehearse here. Um, they speak of you so highly when you're not around. Do they really? To me, a stranger. Like, for real, I don't. I'm so out of the situation. I literally, This is the first time I've been in Rochester. Yeah. And they speak very highly of you as a person and musically. Well, it's great. I'm, I'm happy to represent that person right now. I mean, because I am. This is like Rob Ingram once removed right now. <laughs> like I'm I'm kind of. But that's OK, whatever. But we're, we're rocking it. Th- you know what the show is called? What's the show is called? What's the show? It's called, called Bucked Up. Bucked up. Do you want to know why? Why? Because we get bucked up on this. We get show. bucked up on this. For show. real, I am okay. always smoking on this show. I get drank. Okay. It's, we get bucked up. <laughs> it's supposed people to are gonna, be. People are gonna watch it. They're gonna be like, they're gonna <laughs> like. Nah, nah, I don't know. What am I? Okay. You've no. also I'm like, been... dude. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I literally feel like I need to to edit that out. And it what I just I just was I'm like this is a train wreck in my mind. No, dude, dude this is great. Dude, can I tell you I've done six interviews today? Yeah. This is my favorite one I've done. Is it really? Yes. Maybe Mark, because Mark, I'll tell you after, but okay. you and Mark are my two favorites. Okay. Dude, Mark hit me up on You might want to edit <laughs> okay, whatever. Anyway, it's organic. It's all good. Dude. I you don't. This is what this podcast is. Okay, we that's just get super people, fucking high. That's and, why okay. people like it is because it's organic. And yeah. I don't know. I don't like going back and watching it. But you've also said some really knowledgeable things. No, but so to continue on some of those things. Um, so, like, I have lyrics that I like. But I, 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 I am also a, uh, a lyricist. I'm not the best singer. Like I still sing in my projects, but um, I think so, you. So, I, really I would love to it. share some lyrics if you're interested. I will recite some lyrics. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do that? Yeah, for sure. Um, lifting stairs to meet you as you climb. Convergence of the nexus in real time. Sweet elixir purifies your lens and finds you in the middle of bookends. Some days feels like fate makes fools of each and every one. The thread is pulled until it's all undone. Will I be the one with much to lose or reticent until it's time to choose? Um, I got, I got poems, bro. I got poems. You want to hear some fucking poems? Sure. I actually, can I, I was (laughs) never a poetry person. Okay. 
until and I've always been into rap, but until yeah. talking to rappers and yeah. hearing them like spit just like like I had this one rapper cuts Diego who came yeah. over to my mom's apartment. Yeah. Fucking came over to my mom's apartment. We did the podcast and he wrapped his entire album for me while he smoked weed on her porch. Nice. And it was like just that was like poet. Like it gave me a real appreciation. So, yes, I do want to hear your poem. OK, I will share a little bit. I found a blunt upon the seat. I stole a glance to be discreet. I did not hesitate to snatch. I pursed my lips and lit my match. I found a blunt upon the bench, and judging by its savory stench, it pleaded with me to be smoked. Obliged, I stowed it in my cloak. What's that one called? I don't know. <laughs> I just made it up. I found a blunt upon the seat, so I made a poem. It, <laughs> a blunt upon the seat. A blunt upon the seat. I have one uh, from when I was living in Boston that maybe connects to you. All right. Um, I went to Park Street just to look. I met a man whose hand I shook. He skimped me on my weekly regs, and now I suffer with my dregs. I like that a lot. Are you okay? Are you hard on your work? Am I hard on my work? I'm a little bit perfectionist. Like going back and listening to stuff that you've put out. Are you? Yeah, I do that. I listen to my shit a lot, and I'm constantly like part, like I'd say like 50% of the time, I'm like really interested in the details and trying to tweak things and like and then like 50 percent of the time i'm just like enjoying the fact that i've created something i think everybody should do that right yeah you should enjoy what you create you should you should like totally like it totally sometimes will become my entire world like i will walk around the house with it in my headphones or on the bluetooth i'll be in the bathroom i'll be brushing my teeth I, I rarely, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's hilarious. I guess. Yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> okay. You've been so quiet though. Like, have I? Not to not tonight, but yeah. like yesterday. You were were you here yesterday? Yes. Yesterday. See, yesterday and today, but like. Us talking now, I I'm so happy. Like this is this is an awesome conversation for real. Yeah, man. Look, let me try to play something. All and, right, and then and then if you want, I can show you shit. Like if you have a Bluetooth speaker or if you want to like. Listen. Yeah. So why don't you play? Because we're doing shorter interviews. Let me let me just we'll close out on you playing something, and then just we'll stop the recording, and I. Play me some of your shit anyway. Okay. And people, where can people talk into the microphone real quick? When where can people find your stuff? Oh yeah. Uh Bandcamp.com. Awesome. Everyone go check it out and we'll end. This is the end of the episode. <laughs> this has been a bucked up episode this at the I exotic roots Canaland grand I opening. Dude, this is what we're all about. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, and we're going to end on some music.
That was my favorite thing I've heard all day, man. Thank you for coming on. This has been bucked up. Yeah, man, for sure. How did you get involved with fucking exotic roots? Crook. Honestly. Everyone's answer has been Yeah, no. Crook is like crook is like the shepherd that brought brought all of us here. (laughs) And um, you know, it's it's very funny because like um right out of the bat, like I pretty much had a role. Like a lot of people like they came and they, they're like, you know, trying to find exactly, you know, what they, how they fit in. But right off the bat, Crook was like, oh, they need a venue. They need a music studio. And I know the guy and he brought me in and they're like, you're doing the venue. You're doing the music studio. How'd you guys link up? Oh, Crook and I, we met years ago um, through Dexter actually. Um, and we just pulled up to uh, um, this warehouse that Crook was renting out for a minute and um, he was like, yo, dude, I know this sick drummer. Let's go play some music. I was like, all right, cool. And, uh, we, we were just jamming out, you know, just kind of throwing down some radical, like thrash jam jazz, like progressive, progressive type stuff. And next thing you know, we're, we're like creating a band. And, um, that lasted for maybe like four weeks, five weeks or something. And uh, it's kind of it was like the the predecessor of uh, their band now arguments, um, which was just kind of born out of that style of music of just like let's just do some crazy shit. I but, can't imagine trying to keep a band together. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's like being in a relationship with like three, four other dudes, you know. And if yeah. if you're lucky enough, you'll have a band with some girls, and it's like all right, cool. Like there's like some you know there's like some balance in there, but. I mean, you get four dudes in a room all trying to agree on a chord progression. Like, it just doesn't work. Well, that's why I kind of like I I have a team and I am very team oriented. But with stand up, it is just like me. I don't like yeah. I don't want to have to worry about like someone that, like I just, if I fuck up, it's on me. Yeah, exactly. And it, you rap know, is similar to that, you know, in a way it can be with with rapping. I mean, working with with rappers in particular and being like I, I I make my own music as well as a solo artist. Like um, a lot of hip hop artists, they do depend on me to, you know, make a fire beat or to um, if they already have a beat to be able to make them sound good on top of it, you know, or yeah. within it. Um, and then um, a and couple- do you do all the mixing and mastering. And yes. Engineering and yes. All? So so I do um, I do I do damn near everything, every aspect of it, if, if they need me to, um, from, you know, coming up with the beat from the foundation up to like the getting it on Spotify to helping them promote stuff. I feel like the the engineer is like the most underlooked, like overlooked, Mm -hmm. I'd say. Yeah. Like if you hear a song that has shit mixing and mastering, you almost don't want to listen to it. And you also don't like understand what yeah. took to make that actually sound proper and and like kind of going off you're saying like with with a, a song that doesn't really like sound too great a lot of like the untrained ear doesn't necessarily know why a lot of the times um people be like yeah i just don't know i don't know i'm not feeling it but you take that same song and put it in different hands and they you know they mix yeah. it differently they'll be like "Ooh, this is hitting were you just born with your mind working that way or um no i would say i mean i've always kind of had like i would say a, a, a curious mind in the sense of like technology and always like a thirst for knowledge um my uh i i kind of like 
I think I got that from from my father. Um, Musician too. Uh, my my father was was like a wedding DJ um, way back in the day. My first like m- musical experience that I really remember was like a full body experience where, you know, my dad just was setting up the DJ stuff in the living room um, and just like sat me on the sat me down on the couch. I was like maybe two years old, two three years old, and he just started spinning records right in front of me, just huge speakers, and I'm just like getting blown away just by like, you know, all this music that he was playing. What was the music that he was playing you? The one song that I do remember off the top of my head was, um, Roxanne. Right. You don't have to turn on the red light. Yeah. You know? Um, and so like, I remember that in particular, but I mean, he was just, he would just mix for hours, you know? And, uh, it was just, you know, he'd play everything from like old school hip hop to, um, you know, techno to, you know, just straight up like funk. Did you jump um, on it at an early age? Were you like, um, oh, let me learn. Let me join you. Or what, did it take a little bit before you found your passion? In it? it took a while for me. I mean, it took up until I think my senior year in high school for me to really like be like, you know what? I want to dedicate my life to the in like the end of my senior year in high school for me to really be like, I want to dedicate my life to this, but I've always had music around me. I've always been a huge, like appreciator of music. Um, my, uh, my dad, when I was younger, he taught me how to DJ and like spin tracks. Um, I was probably in middle school at that point. Um, when I was in fourth, fourth grade, I played the viola you know, up until like sixth grade. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? This is stupid. I'm never going to do music. Like, you know, so I pushed was that. Was that your aside. first instrument? Yeah. Yeah. So that was my first. Yeah, exactly. Before. That's before a crazy DJing. first instrument to pick up. Why the viola? It well, it's because we, in school, if you wanted to be in orchestra or band, I mean, you couldn't be in band until fifth grade. So I wanted to be a part of like, you know, the orchestra and, um, you know, that's really all we could be a part of at that point in time in fourth grade. And I was like, you know what, viola, because like violin's like overrated, yo. And I didn't want to like have... the hipster of the orchestra. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't want to carry around like a cello or a bass. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm... Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, what? that's like, you know, it's the mid range like in there, like, you know. So, yeah, I mean, you gave it up in sixth grade. Yeah. What'd you pick up after that? Uh, nothing like DJing. Oh, you know what I mean? I was like, I was like, yo, like dubstep. That's like when the dubstep wave started coming through. I remember that wave, you know, just like dad took me to see dead mouse when I was like 14, maybe really. And I just remember being like, I should not be in this experience right now. It's just everyone tripping around. (laughs) That explains a lot. When I I was 12 and dead mouse when I was 14. Wow. That's crazy. So I ended when you're talking about like your relationship with your dad and music, it's funny. Like my dad's a musician, mm-hmm. but I didn't, that was like his thing. Yeah. Like the comedy I picked up. Cause that was like my thing, but yeah. you kind of took it and have grown it into, you know, he, you said he was a DJ and just something completely different. Yeah. I feel like I'm kind of like, like, you know, my father was the bow and I'm the arrow. You know what I mean? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, He really kind of put me on my path. Um, And he, he really like, he, he spent, he spent like a lot of time doing music, but you know, that's, it's just kind of leisure for him now. You know, he, he did mixing at clubs, this, that, and the next Um, DJed weddings, had a lot of fun doing that. And, 
And he's, you know, right now he's not doing anything too musical other than just kind of like hanging out and setting up like little karaoke for the family or whatever. But had you ever been in charge of a space? Like It's so funny. All the other episodes people watching have been recorded in that studio. Now they still don't understand the full scope of it. Yeah. They just see this. But had you ever been in charge of a venue like this before? Uh, No, not in the role that I'm in right now. Um, because you ran all the sound yesterday. That you you had an important job. You were running around yeah. with your uh, iPad, fucking take that shit seriously, man. You have. That's <laughs> why it worked out so well. Yeah, yeah. I'm very very proud with the uh, proud of the way that things went yesterday. That went very smoothly. Got great great feedback from the uh, bands, and I don't know. Um, like I all that just so I was talking to somebody, and I was basically saying it just it, you know it's another day at the job. I was talking to a Johnny. Um, and I said, you know, I start, I'm, I'm at a point right now where I'm, I'm kind of used to good feedback Mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily expect it, but like, it's just something, it's like, kind of like, uh, it's like a paycheck at the end of the day. That's your job. Yeah. I'm like, you know, and I, I'm practicing gratitude in that sort of sense. Um, you know, my job is complete when the band is focusing on the music and same with the crowd. You know, nobody's looking for the sound guy for, you know, this, that or the next, yeah. you know, and I'm just kind of incognito, like making things happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- I, I would say like the the closest like manager, Jerry role to like what I have right now would be... Um, a lighting director at a DJ event company that I worked at in San Luis Obispo, California. You were out in Cali? Yeah, for so I was born there. Um Oh, really? You're not Rochester? No, I'm not a Rochester native. I've actually lived in Rochester only for a total of 2 years. Oh, wow. 1 year before I moved to California, um I moved in 2018 from 2018 to 2020 and then I moved back and I've been here for a year now. Why Rochester? Um, I was, so I was living in, uh, I went to school at FLCC for college. Mm -hmm. Um, and the whole, like the whole music story is kind of crazy because, um, I got into guitar in my, uh, my junior year of high school, um, through like psychedelics and shit. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you were doing psychedelics in high school. Yeah. I was, I didn't do anything until 18 and then it was really, yeah. So it was, uh, one of my buddies like put me on to just like some really good shit. I was like, Whoa, like cracked my mind open, really kind of put me into a creative mode, like creative hyperdrive. And, um, was just like kind of exploring music throughout from junior to senior year and my senior year, um, me and my buddies, we'd always like run down to my, my homie's basement that he had all the music set up. We'd, we'd just run down there and jam. And I was the only person to like run down the stairs, run to the computer, like grab a microphone, hang it from the ceiling and just like capture it. That was uh, your role. Like, you know, not even. No, like that every, was just what you wanted. That to was do. I was like, we gotta capture this. We yeah. gotta be able to listen to this shit, you yeah. know. So I just hang it from the ceiling. Um, I mean, that was your role, like that was given to you on a higher power scale. Like yes. that was the thing that you were meant. That was the role you filled. Like, yeah, it was yeah. just natural, and and I, I didn't even think twice about it. It was like something that I wanted to do, and I was always trying to like upgrade the software, maybe yeah. get a better microphone. But I didn't think it was gonna lead into what I'm doing now. Which my buddy he uh, he told me he was like, hey, I'm going to. Um, check out this school in Canandaigua for music recording. I hear they have a good program there. You know, you want to come check it out with me? I was like, sure. 
So we saw it and I saw the music studios there. I was like, yeah, I think this is what I want to do for a living. And so moved to FLCC or moved to Canandaigua, went to FLCC for two, two and a half years, studied music recording, uh, jazz guitar. And then it was at that point, Rochester just seemed like the closest move for me city-wise. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to move to Rochester. So lived here for a year, met all my close friends that I have right now, just the most amazing people on the planet. You know, some, some of the, like I, I, I say it all the time. Like some of my friends are, I believe personally, some of the most talented, bright, you know, ingenuitive people I know, like period. Yeah. Um, not, not just like, you know, Oh, I got some dope friends and like, wow, there's people out there that are like way cooler. I honestly think like my, my immediate circle and some of my friends are some of the coolest people on the planet. Well, just the people that I've met here yeah. in the exotic roots, but uh, in the surrounding, the people are, it's crazy talent. And that's why I wanted to ask like, why did you pick Rochester? Cause it is weird that it seems like it has brought together such talent. Honestly, I feel like Rochester picked me in a sense. Like I didn't like I decided to move here, but um, it just worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like just just meeting people and like I feel like like at first I was like, man, like I want to like rep this city, but like I'm not like from here, yeah, you know, and I just felt this vibe of like the city's like, nah, get in here, bro. Like you're one of us now. Yeah. And so so like it really was just like a very engulfing feeling so much to the point that I only lived here for a year, moved to California. And as I was living there in, in uh, California, in the Central Coast, I was like, man, I'm missing out. There's so many people, all of my You're homies. Yeah. And, and it was like almost instantaneous. Like within the first week, I was sitting there in my room. I was like, did I just fuck up? You know, really, I was like, yeah, huh? Why'd you move? Um, cause honestly, um, I thought it was the move. I was like, you know what? I'm going to move out there, move to LA and you know, you know, I'm going to find some dope shit and, yeah. you know, blow up, you know, within that community. And I got there and I'm like, people just don't collaborate like they do here. And it's so sparse. I mean, when you think about it, the East coast in general, like just within three hours, you got. Buffalo, Toronto, Rochester, Syracuse, and then you drive another three hours, you got Albany, and that's just like damn near in like New York, Canada area. It's a six and a half hour drive to Boston and New York. Like I drive, to, I come out here. It's not bad at all. That's what I'm saying. Six hours, it, you know, you drive four hours just to get from, no, you drive six, seven hours just to get from San Francisco to LA. And there's like not really many big cities in between. Yeah, no. You know, but three to five hours, you can hit six, seven different cities around here and really it's wild. Make an impact. It's you cool. Know? That's it's weird because this area, Buffalo, is where I originally came from. Mark just hit me up on Instagram because he knew the podcast from really? rap stuff. He was like, Hey man, I, I know Ito if you ever want to get an interview with him, because I interview a lot of like Lord Mob members and okay. a lot of that. And he just hit me up randomly last month, maybe like three months ago. Last month, I came out, literally was here for an hour, saw the place. And then this is the first time I've been in Rochester for more than an hour. Really? This area, I would go to Buffalo a lot. Like, you got to back more, man. For real, because this area is, it's crazy, the, it's uh, the amount of art, whether that be actual art or music mm -hmm. or 
the creativity is insane. It's it's and it's calling out to me. Like I want to yep. come back to. I'm already like shit. When's the next time I want to go to Rochester? Shit. When's the next time I'm going yep. to Buffalo? Like it's wild. Yep. It's a it's a it's an upswing, man. There's there's really like an energy here that's that's very exciting. It's shifting. Um, I mean, this venue, I can't be more grateful for, you know, and just the people here, we all work our asses off and we make shit happen quick. Yeah. I was like, here a month ago and there was shit hanging from the ceiling. The stage was over here. Like, yep. Like dude, it, like the, the walls get like repainted every day. Like Mark was looking at this. He's like, all right, this is cool. Let's do space theme. Like anyone would look at this and be like, I would never be able to do this in my life. But yeah. you know, for someone like, like crook and in the team over there, they're like, word. All right. That's a cool sketch. Let's uh, let's, you know, let's get some dope going on about space. Like, you know, they this almost, like, why would you, but you have, that's, to, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, you know, personally, I'm like, it doesn't get much better than this. And they're like, you know, rubbing their hands like, ooh, wait till you see what I got next. So it's like, it's really funny. And so I kind of like, I love that energy because, you know, I carry that into what I'm doing. I'm like, you know, oh, you thought this show was dope. Wait till the next Yeah, show. wait till you see the next one. Watch this. I'm going to bring in some new lights. I'm going to bring in a new speaker, you know, or this, it's, that, you know. Because you don't want to be content. I feel like be, always wanting to better myself is what pushes me. Yeah, I, I, I just was watching this, um, like, uh, interview earlier. It was, like, on the Steve-O podcast. And they were saying that um, uh, the, uh, the downhill is when you're cruising, you know, you can, when you're cruising, it's always downhill. Yeah. You always got to be working to go uphill. Yeah. Cause once yeah. you get downhill, that's when you feel complacent and you start mm -hmm. getting lazy and that's mm -hmm. when you start hating yourself. And then mm -hmm. your work slides. It's like, nah, you gotta always be working. When shit's easy, you're probably on a downswing, you know? Yeah. That's, and I, that's a, such a good way to put it, mm -hmm. man. What's your when's your next project coming out? Like music that you have coming out and everything. Oh man. Because um, you've been so busy with this stuff, I bet. It's... Yeah. I've been so consumed with with the venue and getting this studio up and in literally working with other artists. I've been putting my own stuff kind of on the on the side. Um and I've been talking to myself saying, Hey, like, you know, make some time for your own stuff. Um, which I'm actually doing. I have like 10 songs ready to be released oh, just yeah. Kind of, yeah just like sitting in the sitting in the vault what's holding you back just time album artwork that's that's literally it album artwork. i mean you probably you have a lot of great artists around you i know you're just waiting for the no no i just like it's partial like me not putting so like with one uh this one artist i was working with i was like hey like let's get this going she's like okay and never happened um, you know, and so at this point, I'm just kind of like, you know, trying to find the right art for certain projects because some of these are collaborations. Mm. So it's not just my call. Yeah, you have so, to. I have it's to. It's what we were talking about before. It's like you have to. It's a relationship. You have to figure it out. It's not just you. Yeah, I, I could be like, yo, this is the dopest thing in the world. And they're like, nah, I don't fuck with it. And it's like, all right, back to the drawing board. And then that you know, then, then it just goes on into a whole new like cycle of just revisions this and the next. And sometimes it has to be recreated. So really, um, honestly, 
I don't know when the next uh, personal project of mine is going to be released. Um, I have a lot of work that I've been working on together with uh, one of my homies, Noah, um, no offense. And we have like five songs together that he's going to be releasing sometime, maybe early next year. Um, and I'm very, very happy with a lot of these, these songs. I'm going to have to check that, it out. I can't wait to hear Cause I haven't really heard. I can't wait to hear your rap production too because oh, yeah. i haven't heard any of that either yeah yeah i mean that's kind of like one of my guilty pleasures is like just like hard trap beats you know and just crazy well you get to work stuff. with some of the craziest like just yeah. having ito in here is mm-hmm. like ito ito's amazing yeah uh, all those dudes jay black like jay black another yeah. killer yeah those those dudes they're just amazing human beings you know the very just very like true you know you, there's no nothing like nothing just like strange or funny about these guys they're just like you know so real and i love that about them and like, real mu- artists oh yeah and, yeah yeah they're not they're they're not like that that's the thing is like when you hear their stuff it just communicates like that that like just almost it's like honesty it's just transparency in 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 who they are and i really again i that's that's the type of energy that i like working with you know i i have there's a lot of people that hit me up. They're like, yo, can you like send me beats or yo, let me get in your studio. And I'm like, I check out their page or something. And I just see that they're not really about what they're doing. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know, yeah. you know, cause I yeah. get people hitting me up to be on the podcast. And mm-hmm. most times I honestly will check out their work. Yeah. If you, cause if you're taking time out of your day that you will all to reach listen, out to you, I'll listen to your stuff. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, Oh shit. And sometimes maybe I don't even feel oh shit about their music, but I can see they're grinding and putting the work in. Yeah. But if they're not doing that, it's yeah. like, what's the point? Like, what are you doing? You're just wasting everybody's time. That's that's that that is true. I mean, I've I've worked with both ends. I've worked with insanely talented artists who put nothing into reaching out or the work end of it. Yeah. And then I've worked with people who are insanely hard workers that just haven't gotten that touch or that talent yet. And honestly, working with both ends of those spectrums is very frustrating. (laughs) You know, like you don't like, if you just have a perfect, like not even a perfect balance, but just a nice balance of like, you know, I work hard and I'm like decent at music. Like that's, that's pretty much, you're on your if way. If you look at the most successful people, usually they're not the most talented. Yeah. The most talented people are usually the like, how the fuck haven't I heard? Usually yep. it's someone in the middle who has some talent, but also knows there needs to be discipline and drive behind it. Yeah. I mean, it, they, it's, it's called music business, Yeah, you know, like. Mm-hmm. There is a business. You look in music. at the, Drake, top selling rapper. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kevin Hart, top selling comedian. Yeah. Both of them very talented. Yep. But no one would say they're the most talented. Oh, yeah. Out of their field. They're not like the but, epitome of like creativity. No, but they're the hardest working. They were. And they also do have talent. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like on a spectrum, you'd be like, yeah, these guys <clears throat> like in they got like creative lanes that they're really hitting you know and they can connect and 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 they're tastemakers as well like like you'll see 
like just for example with like drake you know you'll just see kind of like as soon as he hops on a trend people want to follow that and he is very talented he, he is very talented i mean his voice is is iconic at this point you yeah. know you hear his voice he doesn't even he could be like yo i got an apple and you're like yep that's yeah, that's yeah. fire you know just because it's his voice saying it um and a lot of it um is actually through psychology uh when when you hear like a taylor swift song you start humming that song you might not fuck with that song you might actually hate that song but you're like walking through Wegmans and you're like you know you hear that song and it's just because it's been played so many times in your head that there's a familiar familiarity complex to it yeah um and that's actually that's actually psychology when it comes down to it because like you know you don't like this song but the melody's catching you know the you, you're singing it it's in your head so like and then it just you keep hearing it and then you're like all right that's a song that, yeah that I ex like. Ex exactly like when it comes on you know at the bar you're singing it with your home girl you're like i don't even know why i know every word to this but yeah. you know but and she's stoked that you do but you actually like deep down you're like why do i know all the words it's like this? mcdonald's it's like anything else whatever they can put in your vision and your sight line the most then you're gonna start like you're gonna think, attach to it. Talking about the most talent, McDonald's, the most probably the most successful restaurant of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's yeah. not the most delicious, amazing food you could ever have. No, it's no. in your face. Yeah, more than anything else. Yeah, that's and it's crazy. Like, oh man, yeah. Like just like it for me, it's like the convenience aspect of it too. Mm -hmm. Like how accessible it is. Like you were saying, like not only is it in your face all the time, but it's just so accessible. Yeah. Um, and that's also something that I try to work with artists as well as like, I'm like, word. All right. You got some good music. What's your Spotify? Oh, I'm not on Spotify yet. Catch me on my band camp. I'm like, nobody's going on your band camp. No I'm one wants sorry. to go on band. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people will put their podcast behind like a paywall. And even if it's like three, four bucks, it's like, I'm sorry, but there's so much entertainment out there. No one's going to want to pay the three or four bucks mm -hmm. to just like, I'll put it out for free. And then hopefully that sells tickets. Yeah, That's exactly. Like, you're converting. To, you it's you. You're not just going to. Yeah, I totally I hate that where it's like, yeah, I'm just on Bandcamp. I'm just like, yeah, because, oh, you like, know, Spotify sucks. They don't pay you any money. It's not about that. It's about you, exposure. When somebody looks you up, you want them to find you. Yeah. And it nobody has Bandcamp, you know, download. Do you have Bandcamp on your phone? I don't no. even have SoundCloud downloaded on my phone. Yeah, I had to re-download that I've, for a friend's album and that's then what I deleted I'm saying. it. <laughs> you know, like like your your homie hits you up, yo, listen to my shit. Word. You're gonna go to Spotify or Apple Music, whatever you do. Those are the first or YouTube, maybe. Yeah. Those are the first three that you're gonna pop on. Nobody's gonna be like, word, I yeah, I'll catch it on Bandcamp first. Like they're looking for that. And if they can't find that, you're lucky if they even go you know, the yeah. extra steps to go and find you. No some big artists are doing that. No, like, and I get the money making aspect. I get, but that's not how you're, you can make money other ways. Yeah, exactly. And you know, as a musician, like you gotta be creative with the way you're making your money, like sell tickets. You're not, your music itself is now, it's not the product, you know, it's what the product is your show. The product is your, your brand, your merchandise. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where you're going to make a killing. You're, you sell 25, check it out so i on my spotify i don't know maybe a total of like like to ten thousand listens total total that's through all of my songs maybe ten thousand i think like year to date like total money i've made off of it 15 bucks 16 bucks right that's just listens 
that's nothing. You sell one t-shirt, you make more than that. Yeah. But people are like, you should support me on Spotify. Blah. It's like, no, get them to listen to your music. That's, that's the, that's the flyer you're passing around yeah. here. Take this, take this, take this, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, but come to my show and buy my merch, come to my show and pay that $15 ticket that now you're walking out with some money. If you really need to make money as a musician, you shouldn't be getting mad at people not listening no, to your you're not stuff. You're not going to make money from the, and from hate isn't podcast. the way to promote like, it too. Yeah, I, I don't make money from this. I just hope that people like this. Like, oh, he's let me go see him, or like, oh, I want to fucking buy something that he does, or I want to throw these festivals that people go to. It fucking I'm Word not going to be too. making money off of listens. Like, Sam, I met you yesterday. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And now somebody's like, yo, like. I, I'm trying to be on a podcast or something. I'm I'm shooting your name out yeah. first off the top. It's you know what I'm saying. Like, Kanye in this interview. I was talking about this yesterday. You interviewed Kanye? No, I didn't oh, interview okay. Kanye. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> I was, I wouldn't be using a webcam if yeah. I interviewed Kanye. <laughs> I would be making money. Yeah. No, I. Uh, he in an interview said this thing where it was like, and I was funny. I was talking about it last night where it was like you could pay a builder $2 million to build your house and it could take two years yeah. or you could be friends with a builder and it would cost half that and take six months. It's like, it's not about what you have. It's about like the network of cool people you create around you. That's why this place is the dream team, man. That's why, that's why exotic, exotic roots literally is the X-Men. It's, you know, the teenage mutant turtles. It's like, dude, it's the A team. Like we're all out here just, banging shit out you know we're all like very much set in our lanes i don't try to cross over into any other stuff i i, I ask if i can help do you yeah. need my help with anything like you know crooks painting a banner can i hold that corner for you real quick or yeah. you know we we all help out you know dexter's trying to help me with the stage yesterday you know of course you know just grab some, this that and the next you know but when it comes down to it we're all very very much in our lane um, and that's what I think is, is amazing about this is we're very focused and there's a very broad spectrum of talent and like some of it overlaps a little bit, but you know, we're all very, very much specialists in what we do. Um, and that's why I think, you know, this whole, this whole thing is a culmination of, you know, just artists in, in success. That's why I feel like I've, I have a really good feeling about, you know, this company and this thing as a whole is because everybody just has their own specific thing that they're really good at. That's really all they want to work on anyways, you know, and, and it's just, you know, we have the opportunity to just, you know, pedal to the metal in that, in that lane. And it's amazing, man. You know? This place is amazing. And if you're yeah. in Rochester, definitely check out exotic rooms, oh, like without a doubt. And what's your Instagram? So my Instagram, so artist page would be a cloud vibes. That's E C L A T v-i-b-e-s and yeah that's pretty much where i'm most active at man thank you so much for being on Sam. absolutely fucked up. <laughs> fucked up baby <laughs>